Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys. They've lost everything. I'm humiliated and shunned. They've made me flesh and blood, Countess Oleska. You are an actress. Pour it into the role. Use pain on stage. Right. I'm an actress. No. I'm a seagull. No, you're a shameless bitch. Now what? (laughs) (laughs) so good. Now what? Everything you've done, spreading rumors about who I've had sex with, what alley I puked in, or telling Dean Baruby that I killed Pete Fairman, I forgave everything. All because one day I thought, one day you'd grow up. But putting out a Gossip Girl blast about Yale and the press release. Serena, I didn't put out the blast. At least you have the dignity not to lie to me. I, at least I thought you'd have the dignity not to lie to my face. I'm not lying. Only two people knew about it, you and Dan. And Dan would never do something like that. I always want to believe the best in the Blair. The bottom line is betrayals in your nature. I storm out. My God, she's storming out. I didn't do it, Dorota. I believe you, Miss Blair. I didn't. That means Dan Humphrey did. Vanessa told him about Marcus, and he could have put that out too. All to get revenge for Teachergate. Do you know how hard it is when your enemy is changing every five minutes? You need to calm nerves and warm vocal cord. You want tea? No, I want Dan Humphrey's head on a platter. Hey Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt, I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down Season 2, Episode 19 of Gossip Girl, The Grandfather, but I am not here alone. I am here with the MVP of the Ruppel Family Reunion Touch Football Game, Brendan Ruppel. <laughs> Hello, I am your co-host, the Creepy Uncle of Podcasting, aka Uncle Cream. Hi diddly ho to Cream Nation, recording live from the crematorium as always. And I am your editor-in-chief at Cream Weekly. What is up? Wow, you really remembered all of it. I, I, well, I'm starting to write things down as we go <laughs> yeah, along here. It's getting so long. <laughs> you have a script out in front of you? Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and for the remainder of the pot, of course. Yes, and you do always win uh, MVP of the of the Ruppel Family Reunion Touch Football game. I do. That's why I laugh so hard because uh, I always make them, you know, I, I get everyone together to do those sorts of things, and then I just crush everyone at them. I, and yeah, it is only fair. just it's me and the, the local castle of the neighborhood. It's really what the <laughs> Ruppel Family Reunion is. I thought it was a, but the, I, I win. The Ruppels on one team and the Baldwins on the other team usually. <laughs> oh, and that uh, they don't really talk to us anymore after <laughs> the incident. Ever since the incident. <laughs> yeah. Ever since Alec beat you in one-on-one basketball. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Brendan, would you believe it's not just the two of us again? We have another guest. I don't believe it, and I don't like it. Well, so what did you think was happening when a third person joined our Discord? I thought like we were just starting to do this new thing where uh, we hire someone to amp us up pre-record. Yeah, I mean, that is a good idea. I'll look into that, but no, no, no. <laughs> we, we, of course, oh, okay. we, of course, have another iconic guest. You may wow. know him as the host of Advanced Media Studies featuring the Greendale 3. You may know him as 
somehow still Kevin. You may know him as TV's Kevin is a catch. You may know him as, uh, I-, I guess, his actual government name, Kevin Lanigan. Kevin, welcome to the podcast. What's up? I love to use my government name. <laughs> uh, love to use the name my mama gave me. Uh, yes, hello. And yes. Uh, I'm holding my birth certificate up to the camera. <laughs> and just we do prove have. that, we do that require is how I was that, born. Actually, yes, we do require that of all guests, just to make yeah. sure <laughs> we, I had to, receiving us in any way. I had to photocopy my passport to, get a, to be a guest on this Whoa. show. Sure did. To, to be fair, I, I said, was a US citizen. yeah. I said driver's license and birth certificate or passport. You didn't need or all three, but you did You did come with all three, so that is um, very, very much good. appreciated. If you want, you could tell us your social security number, or we could save that for off-mic stuff. I don't know how, how weird you are with privacy and stuff. Well, like y'all that. have a paywall, so you yeah. my social security <laughs> number can be given out if you subscribe to the Lonely Boys Patreon. <laughs> wow, <laughs> okay. And there, yeah, that's there's why you're the here. perks, At baby. the highest <laughs> tier, you can have my social security number. <laughs> yes, that, that'll be $3 a month for that high tier. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Now, do I see any of that in exchange for all my hard work, a.k.a. having my identity stolen? I mean, um, you will we'll see talk, something. We'll you will, time. you will definitely. See, there will be a difference in your bank account. I cannot tell you at this hour whether it will be going up yeah. or down. But I guess. Positive or negative. You know, my identity about- was stolen by a rich benefactor who wanted <laughs> to, to fund my projects directly. Stole my social security <laughs> number and deposited in my and bank account. Giving you money. <laughs> a real success story. You know, you never know what's life without risk. You never hear that tale, but I'm ready for it. I'm ready to be the first guy. <laughs> Who makes out good on identity theft? Oh God, I hope so. <laughs> so, Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Uh, your first so ever happy. appearance on the Lonely Boys. Uh, what is your Gossip Girl story? When did you first watch? Have you ever done a rewatch? When did what made you fall in love with the show, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Uh, thank you. Yes, and uh, I am. I am uh, here at the beginning of uh, what I will call the TV's Kevin Lanigan era of uh, the Lonely Boys. Uh, my my reign will be long, uh, but yes, my my Gossip Girl journey. I was now now I cannot claim to be a day one uh, Gossip Girl fan because uh, I certainly missed the beginning of this show, and this was. Uh, for, to, for for anyone in your listening audience who might not remember, this was 2007. So if you, if there was a hot new show on television, say Gossip Girl, say everyone was talking about it, say it was always making the bullseye at the back of Entertainment Weekly, which you read religiously at the time. Yes, not to be uh, confused with Cream Weekly. That is different. Not to be confused don't, with Cream Weekly, which yep. like the rock magazine, Cream? Was that it? <laughs> was it Weekly at one point? Anyway, um... <laughs> Uh, I, and, and the, the show Gossip Girl kept showing up on there, uh, and I kept seeing, you know, kind of saucy ads for it on the WB. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, well, I'm sorry, this was newly the CW. This is one of the, this is within the first year of the CW, um, the, the rebrand of the Dubba Dubba. And, um, I, I started watching the show with no way to catch up on what had come before. I had no... There's just no method of catching up with season one of Gossip Girl at this point, unless you wanted to drop 40 stone cold dollars on like a season one DVD set. Right. Um, For a show you've never seen before. Which I did for many shows, but not Gossip Girl. I never, I never made the commitment to physical media uh, with Gossip Girl. Uh, That was, you know, your, your loss, your communities, et cetera. Uh, And Glee for a little bit, I will admit. Nice. um, The big three. 
the big three at the time, uh, uh, Glee and Law. No, they all did overlap for a year. Those shows were for all year. three yep. airing oh, fun. for that one solid year. 2009 yeah. to 2010 television season. What a year. Absolutely. A great, uh, a good vintage. And, uh, but I, I, I uh, remember watching the show for a time. I certainly never finished it. I started working full time in high school at one point. I really cut into my TV time mm, on top oh, of like do it. doing musicals and stuff. You know what I mean? Like I was, it was, it was all about it. But I loved the show. But as I said to you, Matt, at the uh, a previous party of yes. uh, our mutual friend Sam, my current roommate, um, I did not remember dick about this show. I did not remember <laughs> anything that happened. But there was one thought that I had retained in my mind for now 15 years, which is a frightening concept. Um, (laughs) And I hadn't watched any Gossip Girl since in like 15 years, right? And then you brought up the show and I was like, I will get caught up. I will, I will, I will be contemporary. Um, and I will rewatch all of gossip girl up to the point that I am a guest on the lonely boys. And then I will continue wow, a pace with the lonely boys. Um, it's the perfect excuse to finally be like, I'm just going to rewatch all of gossip girl. I'm there just going to do it. There's Absolutely. so much TV coming out, but I'm watching a gossip girl <laughs> oh, right of now. Course. That's what I'm <laughs> Why doing. Not? Uh, perfect. Exactly. So I didn't remember anything, but there was one thought that again, that I had retained for 15 years. And I was like, is this thought going to have been eradicated by time? Is this, is this like, will half my life ago is when I first watched this show. And I've changed a lot since then. I like to think so. And, Mm. but one thing has not changed about me. I will say you have me on the, you have me on the edge of my seat right now. And that is my opinion. (laughs) That Blair Waldorf is Gossip Girl. And I don't mean that in a spoilery sense. I mean that (laughs) this show lives or dies on Blair Waldorf. She is carrying this show on her back. There are plenty of other characters that I enjoy. (laughs) Plenty of other characters that I enjoy. But but Leighton Meester as Blair Waldorf is why you are watching (laughs) Gossip Girl. Waldorf is why you are watching <laughs> Gossip Girl. I would I would actually, first of all, great opinion, and also Thank great you. segue, because I was going to ask you uh, for favorite and least favorite characters, but uh, I, 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 I would have admired the the balls on you for, for one of the only things I say pre-podcast is that no no spoilers <laughs> for you to come on and just be like, let me just get and one thing Gossip off my chest. Girl Blair is. Waldorf <laughs> is Gossip Girl. <laughs> would have been amazing. <laughs> just <laughs> absolutely come in, blow up the podcast, and, and then, then log out of the Discord. the whole pod. Click out of the last episode. I'm out. I'm gone. <laughs> and you have to upload it. You have yeah. to. <laughs> and we just hear a dial tone after, after you leave. Yeah, I it would be our highest rated podcast by far. Hundred um, percent. Yes. So I, I can assume then Blair Waldorf is probably your favorite character then. Hundred percent. And there Absolutely. are again other other characters I really enjoy. I love Dan. Mm. I love Vanessa. Uh, Rufus is fun. I'm sorry. I think she's fun. Um, uh, you know, I, I like pretty much all the characters. Though there is a there's there's a steep drop off at a certain point of characters mm-hmm. that I that I give a shit about. Um, but honestly, at the bottom of that list, I okay because there's a character who does very reprehensible things on the show that i have deeply mixed feelings about and his name is chuck ah yeah uh-huh. but chuck is a but chuck is a fun character to watch as much as i cannot get over oh, yeah. the 
uh, multiple attempted rapes. That's yep, tough. Yep. That's and that tough. is yeah, we throw out the first episode. That, yeah. We throw out first yeah. and last here. Yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but the character when we get to a plot line of theirs that I'm like, oh man, oh god, I don't know. That I do have to give that award to Miss Jenny Humphrey. Oh, uh, no, no, no. We love sorry. Jenny. Jenny is the best. Um, yeah, we like Jenny. About, about, okay. Ch- about Chuck, it is something that every single person has to reconcile because you start off saying, and I, I did, of course, I, I, I am the first to say that I start off, oh, this is the character everyone, everyone's gaga over, that never going to be me. Why would anyone like Chuck? And then as time goes on and they give him the best lines and the and a lot of the best stories that you, and, you know, they give him a lot of complexity, you start to soften on him. Plenty of people come on, just don't give a shit. They're just like, yeah, Chuck, you know, Chuck is a monster in the beginning, but I don't care. He's my favorite character. A lot of people have a tougher time reconciling, but everyone at least recognizes, uh, I guess, the importance that the character of Chuck best plays in the show and uh, stuff like that. Jenny, on the other, I mean, in season one, we were far higher on Jenny. Ever since Jenny has uh, come back to school, ironically, her character (laughs) has been minimized in this season. Like, she left school. You'd think that was going to be when we stopped paying attention to her, but instead that was when she got most of her storylines in this episode when she was uh, trying to create her own fashion empire at the age of 15. And now she comes back to school. We're like, okay, this is going to be great. This is now we're going to see more Jenny and they've just completely ignored her. So it's been tough to uh, stand Jenny as much as we have been on season one, but we have as a unit and me, especially uh, in years past as well, have always been high on Jenny Humphrey. I understand that she is also a very polarizing character, but I don't care because anytime you tell me, you tell me anything that is wrong with the character, I can always just say, yeah, but listen, she's 16. She's a young girl. She doesn't know what she's doing. I mean, you do yeah. got me there. And you know what I really hate is a small business owner. As you mentioned, she's trying yeah. to start her own fascism, fascist <laughs> empire. You gotta hate her own fascist it. empire. I, oh, my God. Yeah, her own fascist empire. Her own fascist, <laughs> fascist fashion empire. And uh, that's a new warm-up for you. That's a, that's yeah, a you, good you, You've heard of fast fashion. What about fascist fashion? Fast what about fascist fashion? Fast fashion? Fascist um, fascist fashion. And you can get fastest fast fashion in a flash. Uh, yeah, and um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. So anyway, that's just that's just my personal uh, feelings. You know, there and there are characters like uh, Nathaniel that I really go either way on. Really mm-hmm. depends on my mood how much I am interested yeah. in Nate Archibald. Well, it depends um, on how interesting they want to make him too. Sometimes they just very enough. <laughs> A lot of times they just ignore him, like they are doing with Jenny right now. A lot of times they're just giving him like very inconsequential storylines. But when he uh, when when he is on screen, you know, especially this season, he's been he's, he's been, been on a hot streak a little. Yeah, he's on a bit of a hot streak. So uh, yeah, he, this, he did kind of swap with Jenny a little bit. You're right. Yeah, and he does have a. Uh, I guess he is the main part of the main storyline in this episode. Uh, his yeah. his uh, titular grandfather is you know yes. as. As you would expect from me saying the word titular, he is he is in the title. So, <laughs> he is in the title. Yeah. Uh, that I, is nothing this about week's pun. That is this week's yeah. pun title is the the grandfather, which I guess is a Godfather goof because all of well, their. We'll see, uh, we'll see if Brendan agrees or disagrees with you because we'll uh, Brendan, of course, famously does have to guess what the reference is for every title reference. Um, Brendan, I, I guess since we're here. Do you have a guess? Do you think that Kevin is correct in that this is referencing The Godfather, hmm. or do you think uh, this is referencing probably, I, I would imagine you were going to guess Batman Begins Again? No, I was going <laughs> to say maybe Josh Schwartz was working on the pilot of the time, like way in advance of, of uh, Grandfathered with uh, Josh Peck. No, that's John Zamus. You got it. Oh, I get those confused. That show and The Grinder, I get confused a lot. Well, yeah, they were on Back to Back on Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both G's, too. 
back in the uh, 2015 to 2016 television season. Yeah, good times. Both type of shows, but no, it, it's definitely The Godfather. Yeah, it is definitely The Godfather. You are correct. Yeah. The title reference nice. is the 1972 film The Godfather. And Brendan, you are back over 500. You are 10 for 19 Ooh. on the season. Ooh-hoo. There's a chance I didn't get that uh, without Kevin's help. Wow. So I'm a ringer. You know, I'm Again, I'm here to blow up the premise of your show. <laughs> I'm really here to fucking scorch the earth so that I, like, <laughs> I will salt the earth so nothing will grow. I feel like there's no Perfect. chance you wouldn't have gotten that, Brendan, which is why which is why I don't even care that it was semi-spoiled for you because that that is one of the easiest ones we've gotten all season. Yeah, I would have I fucked it up. Although you have fucked up <laughs> easier. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, okay. okay, so... The little blurb that Wikipedia gives, devastated by the recent plot twist in her life, Blair turns her back on her predictable Waldorf existence in favor of a more wild and unpredictable lifestyle, causing Serena and Chuck to have serious concerns about her new lover, Carter. Vanessa convinces Nate that it may be time to forgive and forget when it comes to his mother's Kennedy-esque family, the Vanderbilts, who abandoned Nate and his mother when they needed them most. In a misguided effort to be completely honest with each other, Lily and Rufus agree to share lists of their past lovers. And those are the three storylines in this episode. Uh, Original air date, March 23rd, 2009. So, uh, as Gossip Girl mentions, we are now in springtime. But it is still snowing and freezing, which is is my worst nightmare. Uh, It being spring and there still being (laughs) snow on the ground, which... You know, ten, tends to happen and hate it every time. But this is the, unfortunately, yeah. the nightmare the Gossip Girl characters are also dealing with. And we open with Dan and Vanessa <laughs> discussing spring break plans. Uh, Vanessa and Nate, they're planning on visiting Eastern Europe, going on a little bit of a pierogi tour. And Vanessa says Nate is very excited, to which Dan replies, uh, probably not as excited as he is about our college basketball, which uh, I was very confused in the moment. I guess what he means is that they're yeah. planning on watching college basketball that day for some reason. Don't know how Nate roped them into that, but when Dan was just like, yeah, probably not as excited as he was about our day of college, I was like, are they like are getting they a going basketball to play? <laughs> yeah, like, like, I do love a classic television moment where deep into the life of a, of a character on screen, they go like, oh, and also they've got this going on the whole time. You just <laughs> yeah. didn't, we just didn't right. tell you. <laughs> are, they, are they both on the Yale team? <laughs> Dan and Nate are going on full ride basketball scholars. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't put it past Gossip Girl. You haven't seen an ounce of them playing basketball <laughs> yeah. before. No, nope, not, that. they've never held or mentioned a basketball previously. No. In but, fact, a lot of soccer. <laughs> yeah. You know, why wouldn't they go that right. direction? Well, uh, apparently that is not what's going to happen. But they do meet with Nate, and Nate introduces us to his cousin Trip. And boy, oh boy, the the already hottest cast on television just got harder. As here is Aaron Tveit playing Nate's cousin Trip. Uh, how, how excited! How excited were you to see this handsome gentleman appear on our screens? <laughs> I guess pretty excited, but I just c- couldn't understand what this name was. Trip. It's, it's another like classic like we give the hot dad a name like fucking Rufus, and then we give this guy <laughs> like a, just a word for her name. Trip Vanderbilt. <laughs> it's a great name. You don't like the name? <laughs> is it? But is it short? Do we find out if it's short for a name? Did I miss? That? I think it's. I think it's short for uh, you know like like triple. Like he is the third in a, in a line. Oh. Like he not yeah, his dad would be the junior. A, Trip is a pretty classic Connecticut wasp name. Yeah, that, that is a very very waspy name. Oh yes, I've never heard that in my entire. Life. I mean, it's not. It's just interesting. It sounds like, you know, drip. I guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Guys named Trip. I'm typing this into Google. <laughs> <laughs> Live googling. <laughs> Live googling famous people. Trip Kennedy. A Kennedy was named Trip. Oh, so that, see, that's uh, the reference. That's the reference. The Kennedy-esque you. family, the Vanderbilt. There you go. Okay. Now I will say, sure. uh, Aaron Tveit was recently in a couple episodes of Ryan Murphy's, and um, you know, famously uh, of Glee, Ryan Murphy's American Horror Stories, and I am uh, happy to report he is still very hot. 
Ooh. Yeah, good mouth, good mouth area. Thank goodness. <laughs> good I'll, mouth I'll area. Good as Brendan mouth says. Area. <laughs> you seen the mouth area on this guy? Yeah, yeah. Happy pride. You seen his mouth area? His mouth area. Yeah. <laughs> see the yo, dude. You see the mouth area his on that chick? Oh, oh my god, god dude. dude. She's <laughs> got a wild mouth area. You know how much it, you know. There are ass guys, <laughs> there are boom guys, and there's fucking mouth area guys. Like mouth humana, area. humana. You, I am not just the mouth, dude. but that whole mouth area. That yeah. whole mouth. Do you, area. do you like a like a a big mouth area, small mouth? Area? No, it just if, it, it's, if it's good, it's good. It's just know. appealing. You know, it's about how it fits the person. I don't have like a, a specific set of specs that I'm looking for. <laughs> like thin bit whatever All right. now the, it first thing, the first thing we hear Trip <laughs> saying with his mouth area is uh, I know your mom's out of town but if you can make it but but honestly, when has Nate's mom ever been in town? Like you don't have to say your mom's out of town when she has been she's missing in action out. all season. Like I, honestly, they should just like make a whole like even not even a plot line, just make it like a comment where Nate's like, oh yeah, you know, my mom got ate by those weird dogs. Just like <laughs> yeah, kill her, her off. Huge dogs. They finally <laughs> just had, kill her had off, their honestly. way with her. Um, he's trying to convince Nate to make it to the uh, family hoodoo, as he calls it. Uh, Maureen will be there. They just got engaged. Also. The titular grandfather will be there. And, Brendan, you predicted that we'd meet Chuck's grandfather in this episode, but it is Nate's grandfather. As it looks like uh, Nate, like we said, is actually going to have something to do in this episode. Yeah, so you're just pointing out that I was wrong? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, listen, okay. Brandon, I point out when you are correct. It just does not happen as often. Well, you, you say usually like you are correct, but this is like a very uh, subtle way of being like, hey, guys, hone in on this. Well, like, it, what, it was you? subtle until you brought more attention to it. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, so no further comment on that. Um, Nate uh, politely declines the invitation, and uh, Trip leaves. D- didn't Trip come all the way out here just to, like invite Nate to this? He couldn't like call him or something. Yeah, like he t- Trip's got to get Nate's come to the hoodoo. <laughs> yeah, it's more hoodoo. interesting if he shows up in person. You just can't think about the commute. You just like right. you cannot yeah, exactly. think about the back and forth. My man taking the taking the fucking MTA out of town. You know, <laughs> like you just cannot you just cannot think about Trip. Riding the longest train of all time. Just, it's... Oh, but we should think about that. And I and I will. I would never. I would never think about that. So <laughs> okay. Uh, Nate tells Dan and Vanessa uh, that he's not going to pretend to enjoy spending time with the family who shunned him when things got tough for his parents. Which you know seems fair. Great point from Nate. Uh, so. Nate's like, all right, let's go inside. The game's starting. Again, like, good for Vanessa, who is really committing to this wanting to watch ESPN thing with Nate, committing to a day of, uh, of I would assume this is March Madness, even though I guess because this is on Cream Weekly instead of CBS, they can't actually say March yeah. Madness, so they just call it college basketball. But how on earth did did uh, Vanessa and Nate get Dan to agree to be dragged along to watching college basketball all day? I don't know. That's like I was amazed with this episode with how involved in Nate's inner circle he is. I guess they're Dan, back to right? being like, yeah. best friends again. Right? Yeah, he's part of the VIP party when he gets to go to the the you know the big get-togethers with Nate and his family. Right. He gets invited to everything that the girlfriend does. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a thruple right now. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. Dan Humphrey, uh, like a, a truly one of the all-time great third wheels. Dan Humphrey. Yeah. I think I think you could never ask for as a as a former semi-professional third wheel, you just like really can't ask for a better third wheel than than yeah. Dan Humphrey. Yeah. He's great at tagging along and just like making sarcastic comments to everybody. It's it's just it's a good time. Yeah, he keeps things he, lively, you know. He, yeah. He's definitely gonna have a lot of the snippy comments in this episode that I was enjoying. Mm-hmm. Uh but before we get there, Serena and Chuck here. And again, I am so glad Chuck is back to his old ways as he greets Serena with Hello, sweetheart. 
<laughs> yes. Oh, sweet. Very happy about that. Chuck's got some ones in this episode. Chuck's got some 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 big drops in this one. Oh yeah. Uh a cutting He's back. Roman Polanski joke later. Yes, a that was very good. Cutting good. uh made me laugh out loud in my living room watching Gossip Girl. Yeah, that's what we like him best when he has got yeah. these quips like that. That's yeah, what I said. Like baby. I cannot put Chuck at the bottom despite his reprehensible behavior. And I get I am sorry to all the you know the bass heads out there. Bass all my all my bass pros. We, out we there. go by uh, yes. we go by Chuck Boys here. Yeah. Okay, Chuck the Chuck Boys. Boys. Yeah, I I get it. I do. You know, and I I am a, a lover of problematic faves of my own. See any number of characters from Lost or something like that. But it's just yeah, it's you know. But when he's on, he's on, and he's That's a compelling right. watch. He's 100%. just. And so here he, he just took Serena's phone without asking to see if Blair changed her number. And Serena finally fills in Chuck about what's been going on since he's been, uh, you know, out and about visiting secret murder sex clubs. Uh, while he was doing that, Blair got rejected by Yale. <laughs> the only thing she wanted more than me, which is <laughs> a great reply. And, what a great thing to say about yourself. The yeah, confidence yeah, exactly. on this man. And also to know that you're number two still. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Serena suggests that they give Blair some time to lick her wounds. And he replies with, maybe I can lick them for her. Now, Brendan, <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you must have been loving this scene. Like, like I said, the Chuck boys are back he just, here. He's, he's feeding oh, us. Yeah. No more stupid mystery, m- murder mystery plots. Like he, Yeah, he's full on. He's got his great outfit on. Yeah. Later on, we have a great bow tie outfit from him. And just like when he's got the... Chuck Boy look on, and he's get he's he's back to his old self. We had a, a good stretch of time where he would just was just not something that we enjoyed, and he's putting on a clinic. Absolutely, um, and Brendan, he's not the only one who's back. Lily is also back in this episode, and so are her glasses. Uh, what's what's uh, going on, Brendan? Brendan are, are you were you able to contain yourself during this? I was not able to write any more notes because I just kept writing over and over again. Lily is back. Lily is back. Those glasses, I love those glasses. Yeah, sure. Use that um, as an excuse as to why you don't write notes for this podcast. Oh, you know. <laughs> You can't write notes I, I, I when can... your jaw is falling open and your tongue is rolling <laughs> out like a cartoon wolf. You can't write notes when your eyeballs are popping out of your head. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah his notes just say auga over and over again. And he's pounded <laughs> on the table and he wrecked his notebook. You know, like when you're a text like little... wolf, it just doesn't work. <laughs> it was a hachi chachi situation. <laughs> Yeah, a, cl- a classic Hachi Chachi situation. Well, there's all those outtakes where the actor who plays Rufus ruins every take by going like, "Hello, nurse." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned you mentioned uh, you don't have the DVD box set, but you still got a hand on those uh, season two blooper reel. Oh, you got to believe. <laughs> sure I mean, did. come on. Yeah, let me see. Okay, YouTube.com Gossip Girl blooper reel. Can I watch this? <laughs> I don't think I've it ever. It turns out seen... Rufus is a lot more likable in the bloopers. Gossip I'm Girl sure. bloopers. Yeah, I don't. Think Other I've ever people seen Gossip have looked Girl. it up. Uh, <laughs> season two bloopers came up first hey! so uh y'all hold down the podcast i got 10 minutes where i'm gonna watch some <laughs> gossip girl bloopers <laughs> and <laughs> i would tell good. brendan to edit that out but we all know he won't so uh, hold tight uh, hold tight listeners we're That's just right. gonna we're just gonna listen to kevin listening to the gossip <laughs> for 10 minutes <laughs> and <laughs> sit back and enjoy <laughs> <laughs> oh man they fucked that up <laughs> <laughs> just his reactions <laughs> oh no <laughs> So Lily's meeting Uh-oh. with her art consultant, and right off the bat, I said, "Oh, is this Bex again?" And it is Bex. I can't believe Bex is getting another episode here. <laughs> she's back. <laughs> Don't know why she keeps coming back, but uh, Lily gets a call from you know. Yeah, it makes you think she's going to be a part of the rest of this episode, <laughs> yeah. and this is like her last. She's just a, d- a plot device to exactly yes. make up this, this stupid list thing. Yeah. So she gets a call from Rufus. Lily does, and uh, Bex. I thought she looked fucking pissed, but I guess she isn't. She thanks Lily for handling the whole Rufus thing so gracefully, and now Bex and Lily both have egg on their respective faces as. Lily had no idea that Bex and Rufus used to date. Uh, I, I, weird that it, I guess, didn't come up while Bex was 
art consulting for her, but now Bex is embarrassed for bringing it up. And honestly, why did she? Like, it would have been so much less awkward no matter who knew what if she would have just said nothing. Like, even if she assumed Lily knew, which she clearly did, like, why call attention to it? Right. And I guess it was, I don't know, because it wasn't even a big deal, because Rufus is like, you know, I guess we just kind of, we weren't, we weren't like dating, dating, we just went on a couple dates. Yeah. One of our favorite uh, uh, plots of the, of season one, Rufus goes on a date. That like one of the worst graded episodes we had, (laughs) too. Yeah. Rufus Um, goes on a couple dates. (laughs) (laughs) There's no kids this week. It's just Rufus and his dates. What a fun Uh, little self-contained episode. Yeah. Lily (laughs) plays it off like, of course he told her about Bex and that everything's fine, but uh, it has never been more obvious that she is lying through her teeth teeth um and i like you what? mentioned it's not a big deal but like i don't should rufus have told lily about bex like i don't know brendan did you tell girlfriend of the pod nicole about every one of her art consultants that you had dated before her um there was too many honestly it was good <laughs> i was in a similar situation as lily <laughs> yeah, yeah just the 90s would have taken her 20 minutes <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> yeah I, I it doesn't seem like i don't know it's it, i mean i guess if it comes up he shouldn't lie about it but i i don't think you need to like give a complete history of everyone you dated i guess even if Bex yeah. is her art consultant not not to defend rufus here which i hate doing no nah, yeah we won't defend him later on of course but like yeah. he, he wasn't <laughs> yeah, something he was not. actively hiding do yeah. we do we generally not like rufus is this a is this a rufus agnostic space so, i believe we were pretty high on him in season one as probably the only good parent until lily and eleanor both start to get a little better but mm-hmm. season two he has just been a nightmare Real like tough. even when he's technically right like with the stuff with uh jenny and with stuff sometimes with lily like just the way he goes about it and how he talks to other people it's just so uh off-putting and he's just so whiny about everything and entitled and like it, always pouting yeah pouting even in this episode when he's like oh yeah uh, how about the truth like shut up rufus just, just tell her <laughs> what you're thinking instead of like uh, making passive aggressive jabs and like waving the list in her face like you didn't right. tell me Yes. Yeah, like is stop, it- stop slut shaming your girlfriend, Rufus. Like yeah. you were, you were a rock star. You, you were, were a bloody <laughs> rock god. You were a rock. You were like in Fallout Boy or whatever. Like you, <laughs> you, 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 you don't. What do you get off being like? You slept with a lot of people. You played a guitar for a living. And the job that he, sleeps with the most people. He yeah. was too busy that was her point for too. a certain blonde photojournalist. Uh, she actually uh, says like, yeah, you should have sure. fucked more people. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, as she should. Um, but I did. You should have fucked did more like, people. I did like the joke uh, that shows up where uh, I can't remember who says it, but it's like your little black book versus you showing him the yellow pages. Yes. Oh, I think it's Serena, Serena to her mom. Yeah, Serena yeah. has a great scene there that we will get to. But but first, of course. Nate, has, Nate has figured out the split screen so they can watch all four games at once. And um, do we think Nate understands how to fill out a March Madness bracket? Mm, good question. That, that whole split, split screen conversation made me have some questions about like how long that actually took. <laughs> Like there's probably just a button on the remote, and it took him like two hours. Dan is Dan is like Nate. I could literally do this in two seconds. No, no, no. I got this. I got this. Um, like Nate, you have four TVs anyway. Like, not- <laughs> <laughs> Nate keeps fucking dropping the remote. He like put it in his mouth. He just like cannot. He just cannot figure it out. Like oh, it worked. <laughs> and so uh, Vanessa and Dan ask Nate, uh, "Are you sure you don't want to go to your family reunion?" And I've already mentioned how much I hate this. And listen, everyone, fictional characters and non-fictional characters alike. If someone you know hates their family you just have to let them hate their family i i am so sick of yes. people thinking they know better than you oh, yeah. and forcing you to have good relationships with family members like nate hates his family and that's okay they were shitty to him and he doesn't have to give them a second chance if he doesn't want to 
I don't care that his cousin is trying to make up for it, according to Dan, who literally just met his cousin and has seen him for roughly 30 total seconds, even though he does have a great mouth area. But j- just another yeah. big pet peeve of mine in TV shows and, and also life. I know, I know you hate that, and I, as soon as I saw this happening, I was like, uh, here we go, it, another thing that Gagan hates, I know about him. Because it's always painted as obje- the objectively correct decision. Like, they always paint it as, it's, this it's character stupid, yeah. is wrong for not liking his family member, he should like Meanwhile, his family member. Meanwhile, he's actually right. And, well, <laughs> but I, what, in this instance, I do like it, only because uh, Vanessa pushes him to do this, and then she gets mad about it. So yeah. it's another reason <laughs> yeah, to dislike her. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> Vanessa actively creates this situation where, spoiler alert, they will break up by the end of the episode, and it's 100% Vanessa's fault because she has created created this whole scenario if she just lets nate hate his family guess what they're having a great summer trip right now but instead she's like (laughs) no you have to do this you have to do this you have to reconnect with your family you have to give them a second chance no no wait not like that not like that and then she (laughs) not that much don't like vanessa should not have uh, worn that petard to the archibald family (laughs) get together so she could not be hoisted (laughs) by it (laughs) yeah a classic hoisted by your own petard scenario here um (laughs) (laughs) so yeah Vanessa's like Nate they're making an effort and Nate's completely right again when he says okay but like where were they when I needed them and then Vanessa counters with yeah but you have good memories with them so if you don't want to go that's fine but like don't pretend you don't care which what the fuck is it to you Vanessa like I'm glad we have annoying Vanessa back because I've been so lost without her I know it was thinking the same thing (laughs) That's why I like her. She's underrated as a causer of conflict. Do you know what I mean? Like your show, the engine of a TV show needs people to cause conflict. And you have a lot of like agitators on the cast like Blair or Chuck. But sometimes you need a Vanessa who like does it with supposed good intentions. And then is Mm -hmm. and then just like ends up is tries to like remodel her basement and ends up like knee deep in water. You're like, how the fuck did you even get in this situation? You know, uh, you'd fit in well with friend of the pod, Colin Stone, uh, who, who uh, I guess, had the same opinion of Vanessa. Uh, oh, by the way, happy birthday, Colin. Not to date this podcast, but it is his, oh, it is his birthday at the time we are recording. Um, a, a glorious occasion for everyone. Um, and so let, I guess let's get back to Gossip Girl. No natural way to segue out of that one. So <laughs> Rufus, Rufus is explaining the uh, Bex situation to Lily. And Lily's like, the, the situation was humiliating, which... I didn't think it was, but I guess it doesn't take that much to humiliate Lily. So uh, this leads to Rufus saying, <laughs> All right, he's "Yeah, this leads to Rufus saying it's not like he's ever asked Lily to make a list of everyone she's dated, but Lily would be happy to make one." Uh, Rufus just wants to drop it, but Lily says, "What is usually my catchphrase? Let's make lists," which is, uh, you know, something I'm always saying to people. Let's make lists. Um, so, mm. Lily, so would you like this just because of that reason? Yeah, no, I like it. Would you? But you also would have ranked which ones you like best. Absolutely, I would have. To them. Yeah, I would. I would have, <laughs> I would have ranked them one to you know however many Lily had, um, one to thirteen if I'm Rufus, <laughs> and, then, and one to unnamed, unspecified amount for Lily. So I would like if Rufus was on the list, but like not even close to number one. Like he's like <laughs> yeah. fourteen. Like Rufus, we. Not even top I 10. have to be honest with myself. You're not, you're not a better lay than Trent Reznor, my guy. <laughs> I do think we see Rufus on her list, and I do think it is funny that he is like in the lower half of none <laughs> yeah. of the first pages. Thought. He is not like the first thing she's thought. Like she's halfway down, and she's like, I guess I should put Rufus on yeah. here. She's like, who uh, am I forgetting? Right. Oh yes, Rufus. who am I? Oh, it's right, my current boyfriend, <laughs> Rufus, of course. Yes. Yeah, whose right. name she, is Rufus? Whose because name is Rufus? I am dating a dog. <laughs> right. And so a she, hot dog. she challenges Rufus and they agree to exchange their lists of former lovers over dinner. Uh, have you guys ever exchanged lover lists with a significant other? <laughs> you know, this ain't happened to me before. This is a new one. But maybe this is yeah. some rich people shit. I'm just like yeah. not on. <laughs> it does sound like a nice thing to do over dinner. Yeah, though. Brendan, perhaps a fun activity for you and Nicole? I think, you know what, next anniversary. 
This actually, this does seem like a healthy activity. Maybe we should exchange lists live on the pod next week, Brendan. <laughs> lover lists. Yeah, lover sure. Lists. <laughs> so, I love. I mean, the title of the episode. Look, look in your feed for lover list. The episode. <laughs> Even further, if you if you like my social security number, you'll love uh, this Patreon where they exchange the list of people that they've been a lover to. Lily's like a forty year old woman. Like, of course, yeah. her list is long. This summer, from right. the creators of Kevin's social security number, comes a new podcast. <laughs> The Lover Boys. The Lover Boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, fun fact. This is actually the first episode of Gossip Girl I ever saw. Um, I don't know oh, why. Wow. Thank you for your reaction. <laughs> it oh. must have been back before I even knew what Gossip Girl was exactly. I just remember getting to this episode during my first watch and vividly remembering already having seen it. So I, I don't know why I watched the whole episode. Maybe I was at someone else's house or something. But yeah, that's that's my fun fact of the day. So make of that what you will. Amazing. Thank you. Thank Truly you. amazing. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Stop patronizing me, Brendan. Oh. <laughs> so I guess Dan and Vanessa successfully convinced Nate to go to the reunion because he pulls up to the huge mansion in a nice limo. Uh, Vanessa and Dan got the invite to come as well. Now, now I guess we know why they were so invested. I think they just wanted to get a nice limo ride to this huge mansion. And a helicopter is flying nearby. And Dan's like, ah, yes, there must be a hospital nearby, of course. But Tripp informs them that it's not a medevac. It is Grandfather's ride. And Grandfather clearly likes to show up in style here as he comes out. And uh, I guess first impression, Brendan, what would you think of Grandfather Vanderbilt? Um, is, Gra- is Godfather the one with Al Pacino? Yeah. He's in it there. is. So, I, so that should have been him. I think that would have been a better casting move. Hey, I love you. The thing is, the thing is, Al Pacino would have to agree to be in it. I don't think you can just force him mm. to. Be, I, think. I think if you name something like this with a spoof, or if you couldn't get format. Pacino, what about James Caan? What about Robert Duvall? Well, I was gonna say this is yet another character who should have been played by Danny DeVito. Yes, <laughs> a lot of moments for him there. Yeah. You know, we should. There should be a version of Godfather with Danny DeVito as the Godfather. Yeah, I think also. every character should just be replaced with Danny DeVito. You know that. Twitter thing. Well, Brendan, you're not too active on Twitter, but there, there's like a thing on Twitter sometimes, like name a show where you uh, keep one character and p- replace everyone else with the Muppets. I think we should do that. We'll b- keep one character and replace everyone else with Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito. <laughs> that, that works. <laughs> there should be technology for that someday. We can actually make that happen. Yeah, that that's works. a really. Good I want idea. them to I want them to double cast Wallace Shawn on this show. Yeah. I need some <laughs> yes. more Wallace Shawn. I'm devastated that I haven't seen him in a minute. I know. He's still honeymooning. Him and Eleanor are still... Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Jeez, it's taking been a their sweet-ass time. two months at this point. Jeez. Yeah, seriously. Rich uh, yeah. people. See how the other half lives. They're going to come They're gonna come home and they're going to be like, what do you mean you got kicked out of Yale? Like, they have no idea what's going <laughs> yeah. on with Blair. <laughs> so, <laughs> seriously. Tripp mentions that Grandfather will be surprised to see Nate, which is weird because Nate thought this was Grandfather's idea, but no, Tripp was actually just a liar. And so Nate tries to leave again after being lied to, but Vanessa stops him yet again. Another unforced error made by Vanessa here. Uh, it is also <laughs> very amusing to me that they keep calling him Grandfather. It is so proper. Grandfather? Grandfather. Does he have a name, or are we just going to call him Grandfather the whole time? Actually, Tripp does call him William later, so I guess yes. uh, Tripp is a little on a little bit more formal terms, but usually mm. it is just Grandfather. To you, it's William Grandfather. Yeah, yes. That's William Grandfather to you. So uh, <laughs> Nate, Nate marches right up to Grandfather, and he is indeed surprised to see him, but says he's delighted that he's here. He shouts, my boy, and gives him a hug, and everyone <laughs> claps for some reason. A very weird moment. It's a, it's yeah. a touching family was... reunion. It's a touching family reunion. Yeah, but they, like, hug, and everyone they all claps saw him. for them. Like, it's so strange. Yeah. They all know the backstory. I think I think maybe if you want to do something, you should say, like, Aw, but to give an ovation, yeah. like, and Vanessa feels like she's done a good deed now, so I hate seeing that smuggled. Yeah, they, they touched. They touched. They touched. 
So, do you think uh, what was the last time you think this interaction happened? Like, what has Nate not seen his grandpa in years? Grandfather to you. Grandfather. Um, it does seem that way. That's the yeah, vibe. Is that like, like it's it's not as if they haven't seen him like since Christmas or something. Like it's it, it feels like there's a, a bit of a family tear here. Yeah. Well, yeah, it definitely predates uh the events of the show, like when everything was going on with the captain, because he specifically says they did not get in touch with him. So yeah, at least a couple of years. Um so yeah, I, I guess it is some somewhat of a reunion here for him. Um Chuck comes to Blair's house, and Blair is dressed for quite the occasion here, as Chuck informs Blair that Serena thinks she's in trouble, but the only trouble is that she's partying by her lonesome, but at that moment, Carter, who is waiting behind the wall to make his grand entrance at the exact right time, comes in and tells Chuck she's not alone, and uh, plants a kiss on her cheek as if he is like a vampire about to suck her blood. It was a very, it's a very it really strange was. scene overall. Um, <laughs> how ballsy by Blair also to just allow Chuck to come here and see this. Like, is she trying to kill him? Like, <laughs> Chuck just is just coming back to normal. This is like, I don't think Chuck's poor heart can handle uh, seeing Blair with his worst enemy right now. Oh, good for him for just being able to see this. And she was waiting and like, Maybe did she know she, he was coming here because she just sees him and just like, all right, perfect, here it goes. And it's almost like she had this whole scene. Yeah, she's like, uh, Carter, get behind the out. wall. You just pop out when, when uh, as soon right. as Chuck thinks I'm alone, you pop out and be like, ah, not so fast. Uh, but yeah, Chuck wants to know what she's doing with this insect. Uh, he's just using her to get him mad. Um, and Chuck tries to warn Blair that about this guy, but Blair just goes, what? Dishonest? Bad news? He can't be any worse than you. And now Chuck's getting mad, but Blair doesn't want to hear it, you know, and she's going to say, you know, you were at your your sex murder club while her life was going up in flames, so uh, I don't know what Carter was doing during this time, but I guess Blair doesn't care about that, she just cares about what Chuck was doing, Um, and honestly, this is what Chuck gets for that god-awful sex club storyline. It's true, and she's right about about him, like, they're kind of two of the same people, like, from the same world, they act the same way, and Chuck just happens to like her more, but that's not what she wants right now. Yes. Um, I, I don't have much of a memory of this Blair Carter era. I, I didn't remember. I didn't they, know they were even really a thing. Yeah, well, yeah, I didn't remember them getting a drink at the end of last episode. And I don't remember this, so I am interested to see how long this lasts. Uh, you know, maybe uh, to my surprise, it lasts the rest of the show. What do you, what do you think, Brendan? I thought that they kind of ended it when uh, Serena kind of threatened him. Yeah, that's right. He does go back to Dubai, I guess, yeah. by the end of the episode. So probably gonna. And we keep getting hints of that storyline too. I, I, we'll, it's so we'll weird. That, I guess, but yeah. like, well, I want to hear more Dubai. about this. Dubai. <laughs> like, Wait, why were Serena and Carter like vacationing with each other? When did this happen? In Greece. What's In going Greece. On? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? Were they going on vacation at like thirteen? They're not, yeah. they're supposed to be I in high so, school. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. But so, uh, grandfather's giving Nate and friends the grand tour. Uh, this is so boring; it would put me to sleep immediately. But they're so excited to celebrate the family's anniversary this weekend because apparently they started with nothing. And this is when we're going to get Dan with some uh, some fun asides, some snippy comments here, where they say they started from nothing, and he's like, "Finally, something I can relate to." And now they have all this, and he goes, "You know, or not." And uh, now it's time to show Nathaniel the presidential medals of freedom, and Dan sarcastically like, "Yes, finally." So, a uh, big big fan of <laughs> Dan just being a, a snarky yeah. asshole. Here. Uh, see, when it's pointed in the right direction, I, I appreciate Dan. I, I guess it's just a matter of you know who who is getting his snark from week to week, whether I uh, support or I'm not supporting him. That's right. I mean, because he can sometimes look super pretentious and uh, look snooty about the fact that he does come from humble beginnings and it's like all oh, these rich people. But when he when he is here, I think he also just likes being here, 
not only to make these comments, but I, I think he just enjoys it and uh, won't admit it also because right. he really spends a lot of his time with these kind of people. So yeah. this is a way of maybe trying to sort of cover that up. Yeah. And I like how Grandfather has not even really acknowledged Dan or Vanessa, even though they've been like following them around this whole time. Grandfather just talks to Nate and and it's as if they, it's again, not to mention Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead every single weekend, but they yeah. are like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of this, uh, of this scene here, just kind of following around yeah, and no they, one can hear them. They really do have like more scenes together than uh, Nate and either yeah. of the two of them. Yeah. So uh, Grandfather asked Nate what his plan for next year is. Nate's waiting to hear from colleges, but the thing is, that whole situation with his family went down during uh, college application and essay season, so his essays were not that good, and I feel like Grandfather should have been like, but Nate, that's because you can't read, and <laughs> you are you are illiterate. Of course, of course your essays weren't any good. You can't even figure out a split screen, my boy. <laughs> that's right that should be Nate's all his essays essay. were just like the day i learned how to figure out the split screen by nate archibald <laughs> <laughs> i've gone through a lot of hardship in my life <laughs> but nothing for the archibald's instant acceptance to yell for that one. Oh yeah for sure um so yeah uh grandfather describes the whole thing as a regrettable situation and uh, tells Nate he handled it admirably. Don't know how he would know that since he famously was not there for any of it, but uh, he says, I used to worry that you got her looks and his brains. Uh, pretty much saying, like, because I've always known you to be just a hot idiot, my grandson, but uh, he's happy that, <laughs> that Nate's at least a little smarter than he thought. My grandson, <laughs> the himbo. <laughs> my grandson. <laughs> Everyone knows that Nathaniel is quite the himbo of our family. Oh. <laughs> Nathaniel, you've grown into your Archibald bulge. <laughs> so glad to see it. <laughs> and that is an exact quote. It won't be. <laughs> <laughs> see you wearing the family banana hammock, Nate Archibald. <laughs> the family crested banana. With the crest on it. <laughs> the family crest. <laughs> so, was, he also, was he calling his his daughter hot by saying that? Also, yeah, he's a, my my. You know, he acknowledges that his daughter is 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 a, a beautiful woman. Yeah, my daughter is a babe, and okay. the man she married is a moron. And, uh, you, That's fair. Yeah. We all know it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Nate says he thought grandfather was ashamed of him, but it's actually the complete opposite. And he tells Nate that he's a part of this legacy, too. Uh, again, though, if this is true, like, he's saying all the right things here, but how come grandfather never reached out to Nate during any of this and is just telling him now? And didn't even invite him to the reunion. Like, he wouldn't even been saying this if Trip didn't drag Nate along to this, you know, event. I am developing a fan theory that the Archibalds do not have telephones. I am developing. <laughs> yeah. They are incapable of contacting anyone unless it is reachable by helicopter ride <laughs> or, or again, the, the MTA out of town train uh, that that trip was taking. Right. They they do not have telephones. They could right. not get a company to install them in this weird old house. <laughs> The telephone. That fad is still going on? No, no, no. I will. <laughs> yeah. Alexander Graham Bell, that thief, <laughs> will never support his invention. I receive letter and I fly over by helicopter. <laughs> yeah, their rivalry with the Bell family goes back generations. Generations and generations. They still use the Pony Express. <laughs> so we have Blair and Serena. Glad their friendship is back on track. I guess not for long, really. It kind of takes a hit in this episode as uh, Blair kind of ends up wanting nothing to do with either Serena or, or Chuck here. But I like this scene as Blair looks simply iconic here in these sunglasses that she's about to steal and whatever jacket she's wearing here. And Blair says she actually considers this to be kind of a blessing in disguise. You know, she was having too much success. Uh, she was heading for a quarter life crisis at only 18. And uh, <laughs> but so Serena thinks there must still be a way to get her into co into a great college. But literally how she did not apply to any other colleges. Serena is always way too optimistic, like because for Serena, 
Serena would be able to get into another great college. But for anyone else, right. if you don't apply anywhere, you usually don't get in anywhere. <laughs> right. And I, and I have faith in her her also just because I'm watching a TV show. But right. Serena is not. She's in, she's <laughs> in this world. So yeah. I don't know as why As far as we know, Serena Ser- is not watching a TV show right now. Serena is going to show up at her college of choice with a very large steamer trunk and out is going to crawl Blair Waldorf, who will then audit <laughs> classes at the University of Serena's choosing. This makes a lot of sense to me. She's going to buy a big crate and mail Blair Blair Waldorf. (laughs) I I do agree with Serena that if anyone can figure it out, it's probably Blair, but things are not looking good right now. So Blair says she's done setting herself up for disappointment. From now on, if Blair is somewhere where she's saying Blair Waldorf would never do that, well, guess what? She's going to fucking do it. So uh, such a random and funny end of the scene where Blair just walks out with the sunglasses and like an exasperated Serena just goes, B, you have to pay for those. And Blair's just like, (laughs) then call security and just walks out. Man, you know, shoplifting, kind of iconic. This is like the start of her amazing reign on this episode, just being <laughs> maybe the best version of herself. To, so to funny, date. yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Serena does take out her phone. She does not call security, though. She calls Chuck and tells him that uh, this is Carter's fault. He's a bad influence on her. They need to do something. Uh, unfortunately, though, Andrew Tyler hasn't been able to dig up any dirt on Carter yet. So Serena's going to take matters into her own hands. She tells Chuck to uh, tell Carter that he wants to see him. She doesn't tell Chuck why at this moment, but Chuck looks very amused. So uh, he's always down for a Serena and Chuck mess around. So he's going to get Carter to come meet him. Yeah, and uh, Carter, I didn't think he would go down this easily, but I, th- I think this is like, he really comes in these like two episode bursts. Yeah, really. Like. Like, he never stays for long. He's, he, he's been here uh, both seasons. This is now his third appearance, but he always just like, they wrap up his storyline very nice. Like, there's never it any reason for him to be here. Just to, like, it seems like, as I said last episode, his sole purpose for existing in the show is just to uh, make Chuck's life a living hell. Right, I think he even kind of acknowledges that too, like him, him being his yeah. arch enemy. Yeah. yeah. So maybe he was busy. You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe <laughs> they could only get. Maybe they had like limited Sebastian this time around. Yeah. Right? right. Like they, he was, he was on that show Kings uh, okay. for a little bit. Everyone remember Kings? That would have been I, around this time, I think. Sure. I certainly don't remember, but I will take your word for it. I'm sure he was doing a great job as one of the hopefully titular kings. I don't know who Sebastian would have played on that show, but <laughs> I think that it is about another set of Sebastian. A rich family, I believe. They are kings. Um, and let's see, Ian McShane, uh, Dylan Baker, Macaulay Culkin, all okay, main Macaulay characters Culkin. on this on this show. All main characters. This feels like a wow. proto-secession. Yeah, uh, but yeah, secession yeah. got the other one. Secession got the other Culkin. Yeah, so, yes, yeah, succession is, is more of a uh, a poor man's kings, if I do say so myself. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Serena comes home. She finds all these master lists and wants to know... Why is Bart's name next to Trent Reznor's and the Klaus's? And okay, underreported story here, but uh, Lily banged Trent Reznor. <laughs> Lily banged Trent Reznor. <laughs> good for her. And, and, later, and we see some other good names later too. Like we see Slash, Slash is there too. Slash. <laughs> Amazing. So Serena. Good pull, Lily. Yeah. <laughs> Serena quickly realizes that this is Lily's bang list and she's like wait 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 you're not showing this to Rufus are you and she says it's gonna take him 20 minutes to get through the 90s alone and I just I just love that Serena's basically calling her mom a slut not there's anything wrong with that of course and Lily's just like I know I know and it seems like when she sees the names she like recognizes what it is too so she knows about all these which is really funny she's like Bart Trent Reznor the Klauses this can only be one thing Wait, <laughs> she sees the order of things. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, Lily tells Serena 
that she got into a tiff with Rufus because he dated Bex, and before she knew it, she was saying yes to Liss, and how can she back out now? Uh, I feel like she's really misrepresenting the story because Lily was the one forcing Rufus to say yes to the list, not the other way around. Um, yeah. But Lily is not ashamed of her past because she is kind of a legend in that way. But uh, Serena has the other great line here where she says to uh, sneak a peek at Rufus's little black book before she drops the yellow pages on him. Yes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then that's when the scene ends with the reveal that Lily also had a thing with Slash. So uh, Lily truly a legend among legends. She really is. I, I, I don't love this. It's, this is stupid. Like this whole thing is just a way to get Lily back on the screen, which... which I'm glad about, mm-hmm. but uh, they could have thought of something better. It is Just like you know, I, I guess that sort of thing of when they, like a couple's together and things are going well, they need to shake it up somehow. Yeah, which I never, I never love. Yeah, so it is stupid, but it does give us some fun moments, uh, like this scene right yeah. here. And as for like when you have, I guess in this one you have your A, B, and C stories. When you have your C story, it's always going to be probably a weaker one. So as far as the you know the least important story of an episode goes, I, this one isn't too offensive to me. Right, it, it's also a quick and low stakes as right, well. Right, so. yeah. Uh, something just to fill out the time here. And then, uh, yeah. so we get Music Alert here, Kids by MGMT starts playing. That was a, a fun little uh, blast from the past. Yeah. And uh, we head back to the mansion for the big touch football game. Nate's getting pissed at the refs for not calling anything, but, you know, still determined to win. And, uh, you know, Gossip Girl really is a sports show first and foremost here, as we see with this. We had college basketball in the beginning. We have football oh, now. Yeah. Man, I mean, really giving something for the uh, for the meatheads watching this show. When did Friday Night Lights debut? I feel like maybe somebody's getting a little. Oh no, Friday Night Lights. Well, uh, a little before. Gossip Girl. Yeah, uh, Friday like a Night year was, before. Yes, it was 2006 to 2011. Okay, so we're honestly we're kind of in the in the swan song of uh, Friday Night Lights here. Yeah, I, I yeah, we're, we're in the midst. We're in the midst. Okay. We're we're uh, okay. right around when they're going to switch over to Direct TV uh, as opposed to NBC. Yeah, <laughs> oh, famously for their final season. Famously, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Vanessa meets Maureen now, and Vanessa seems to be very intimidated. But Ma- Maureen assures her that everyone loves her. Uh, I'll beg to differ because I know a lot of people who definitely do not love her. Uh, at least uh, people that come on this podcast. But they're. Uh, <laughs> she says they're probably already designing the campaign posters because apparently politics is a Vanderbilt birthright, and with Nate's charm and Vanessa. Vanessa's background, dot, dot, dot. Uh, Vanessa's like, what the fuck do you mean my background? Like, I don't know why Vanessa gets so aggressive. She's, mean, she's, mean my she's like, what do you mean my background, you fucking bitch? And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like no, I just meant that uh, you're quite the activist for your community, a documentary filmmaker. Um, I wonder if Maureen has seen Vanessa's latest documentary, Footage of the School Play. Yeah, <laughs> she's quite the activist good. in that, <laughs> the activist documentarian here where she just films her the school play and says that it's a documentary. What a talent! It kind of, I, I mean, it you know it does get into documentarial elements as the <laughs> as the kids begin editorializing in the <laughs> middle of the play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. it does kind of become. It's like that one documentary uh, where these two French guys were trying to make a documentary about New York firefighters, and then in the middle of them making the documentary, nine eleven happens, and it oh becomes God. a very different documentary. And they're like on the ground at the Twin Towers. <laughs> that's wow, that's wow. Vanessa did that is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, that's her video that is kind of what like not obviously not to that extent but that is kind of what happens to Vanessa where she has the lamest idea for a documentary every single time and something exciting just always happens to happen while she's because she's on Gossip Girl exciting things are happening every week (laughs) if she had it her way it would just be a school play and her other big piece would be um, the seniors have a pool party and that's it but lucky for her things always seem to happen when she pulls out the camera Um, so Vanessa tells Maureen that the only thing Nate has ever voted for is American Idol which I 
love the confirmation that Nate is an American Idol stan. Uh, I'm so glad that he, he calls in and votes. Yeah. I, at, this, at this point, you could probably text maybe. Not only, yeah, not only does he watch, but he's also calling in and voting. Uh, let's see. This is 2009, so that would be season eight, which uh, this is fun. Do you think Nate was rooting for Adam Lambert? No. Oh, you, ho- you hope? No, no way. No. Not a fucking chance. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, famously, I believe, uh, Brendan, correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe both of our favorite American Idol contestants of all time. I believe you were also a big fan of his back in the day. I was a big fan of his. Um, I've actually seen him perform with Queen. Oh, yeah, that's right. The uh, the show that you did not invite sure. me to. I did not. No. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what I said was not uh, anti-Adam Lambert. It was no, anti-Nate Archibald. We understand. <laughs> Nate, Nate Archibald bought David Archuleta's album. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bought <laughs> I, the disc. Uh, yeah. Listen, I swear to God, if Nate voted for Chris Allen, he's getting the LVP right now. Um, oh, yeah. Nate do... voted for Taylor Hicks, okay? <laughs> like, Nate, <laughs> Nate was in the Soul Patrol, guaranteed. Girl, uh, girlfriend of the Pod loves a Taylor Hicks. Who? Oh, okay. Girlfriend of the Pod does? Yeah. Wow. I, she sorry. would. Well, so does Nate. Yeah. They have something in common. Well, I, I tweet once a year <laughs> about true. how mad I am that uh, Adam Lambert was robbed of a win. So I hope Nate was on the right side of history. But if not, we're going to have some things to revisit. Uh, yeah. Also, Nate isn't old enough, really, to vote for anything else. So I don't know what Vanessa's getting at here. Like, no shit, Vanessa. He's seventeen. What do you want? To, what do you want? To vote? He cannot <laughs> legally. Vote. He's he's missed like three elections. <laughs> so uh, Trip was the same way, though. He wanted to be an archaeologist. Uh, he'd never voted, and now is a politician. So that sounds about right. Uh, grandfather can be very persuasive. This is what the next thirty years will look like to uh, for Vanessa, according to Maureen. Yeah, it sounds fun. <laughs> also, like, Trip also looks pretty young, so... Yeah, I, I, I believe Aaron Tveit is like 25, 26 at this point, so he can't be that old, yeah. you know? He's uh, as old as everyone else on Gossip Girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As, as we discussed with Mike Bloom, everyone is the same age, and they just picked, na- picked ages out of a hat to determine who would be uh, adults and who would be children. Absolutely. <laughs> as, it's as like it that, um, it's, it's be speaking of Glee, you know, how uh, Matthew Morrison and uh, and uh, Cory Monteith were the literally, same age, but yeah, one was a teacher age. and one <laughs> yeah. was a student. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> literally the same age. They did a coin flip to decide who would be the student and who would be the teacher. So yeah. uh, Chuck and Carter, again, uh, Carter comes in very cocky that Chuck is waving the white flag already. Uh, he's talking about Blair, clearly trying to get under Chuck's skin as he is wont to do. And uh, But here comes Serena out of nowhere. And uh, Carter asks, what is this, good cop, bass cop, and chuckles at his own joke? I- I've got news for Carter. That was a pretty bad joke. Uh, I don't know. Brendan, I hope this wasn't your uh, joke of the episode. No, it was definitely not. Uh, although I wrote down good cop, bass cop, pretty good. Oh, you thought it was pretty Only good? Because, yeah, it was pretty good. I, I mean, I like because we make those kind of jokes on here, so when they actually do it and they kind of like lean into it a little bit, I, I didn't, definitely didn't laugh out loud, but I was like, okay. Yeah, I'm going to say not good. So, Kevin, you're going to have to uh, break the tie here. Was this a good joke or a bad joke? Good cop, bass cop from... Uh, no, good joke, bad our... joke. Good joke, bad joke? Yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, in the moment, for something that's off the dome... Uh, honest, okay, if it were coming out of a professional comedian's mouth, no, bad joke. It is coming out of Sebastian Stan's mouth, who has never thought of a joke in his entire life. So you're like, wow, good job, buddy. That was a good one. Yeah. He gets graded on a curve. That's part here. of it, too. And, and yeah, exactly. Tuned. I think because he acknowledges it and like laughs yeah. at himself. I think that made it better for me. And stay good. tuned for, uh, for Carter Bazin's Netflix special dropping next week. Where uh, oh he will be <laughs> he will triggered be with, with Carter Bazin. So I'm sure you guys all know Chuck Bass. So I uh, am in Serena. And I say to them, uh, <laughs> "What is this? You good, all know Chuck. What is it? What is this? Good cop, Bass cop." <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, not to mention our uh, our favorite show, Community. But when Abed's doing his his special, where he's only referencing things that he and Troy would get would get the reference to <laughs> in the apartment in their yeah, apartment, doing yeah, stand up yeah. about the apartment they both live in. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, uh, so Serena presents Carter with a ticket to Dubai, but Carter says, you know, he's having too much fun here. But then, you know, we get this big drop here. Serena says, what about Santorini? Is Blair going to want to hear about all that? The Greek guy, Spiros, the Greek police? What the fuck kind of dirt does Serena have on Carter? Why does she have it? As Chuck would say, sister, what were you involved in? Uh, like, she won't, <laughs> she, she says she's, she won't say anything if Carter leaves town's alone. Carter's also like, listen, there's, there's plenty of things that I have uh, from that trip that I could hold over your head as well, Serena. What the fuck happened? Like, like you said, were they 13 vacationing? Like, I didn't know that Serena and uh, Carter were this close. Yeah, I wasn't really I aware that they had, like, a relationship, that they, like, really knew each other very well. Getting in trouble in Greece yeah. together? <laughs> but apparently they're living out a fucking Mamma Mia thing. <laughs> like, we were just not privy to. Yeah. So Carter's like, yeah, I'll and leave. Chuck looks like he's like, please. I think he's excited about yeah, it, honestly. Chuck as as he should be. But it, seem, it seems like Serena did a lot of bad shit there, too. But whatever it was... Carter did something slightly worse, so he's willing to just kind of throw right. it all away. He says he's willing to consider them even, uh, but he is just a symptom of the disease, not the cause, so it's not going to change Blair back to normal. Do you think this story will come up again and we will get uh, clearer details on this? Do you think this will come back to haunt Serena at all, Brendan? It seems like too much of a throwaway kind of conversation, but I really hope we do. Yeah. Okay, so Serena and Chuck, all episode, they are so concerned with Blair here that they are trying to uh, send Carter to Dubai. Is Blair even that out of line right now? All she's doing is accepting that she didn't get into Yale, dating Carter, and stealing sunglasses. Like, nothing so far is sounding off any alarm bells for me. Right, like, I think they just assume it's going to get bad because it's they, they know her and they know how much it meant to her, so they're assuming the worst, but nothing truly has <laughs> happened yet. There's been no actions, really. Right. <laughs> Seems a little aggressive to, like, force Carter to leave the country. Not even just, like, leave town, but <laughs> leave the country right. so there's no chance that they can hang out anymore. Um yeah, I didn't get that either. Like, does he just have to? Does he have to take this? Like, if he had, if he's gonna leave this room, he has two options: being Blair or Dubai. Like, can he just do his own thing? Can he just leave the room? And <laughs> yeah, right. Can, still live in New York. Can he do option three? Like, why is, why is just, just, <laughs> everyone's favorite game show: Bear <laughs> or Bly? <laughs> I fucked that up. <laughs> wow. Thank you for being honest. <laughs> Thank you for not uh, trying to pass off that Blair or Bly was what you were trying to say. <laughs> uh-huh, Bear yeah, or Bly. Nope. I don't even know. I, uh, listen, that, these are the residual effects of uh, marijuana. Uh, so, you know, I'm doing my best here. Really, really play so, it. I'm play, I'm play, uh, talk about grading on a curve. If I, that game sounds fun, though. If I'm coherent uh, this episode, I've succeeded as a, yeah. at a grand quest. Yeah, and we do grade our do, guests. Do we at play the end this of the, game with uh, all future guests? We play bear or bye with them. Bear, bear or bly, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Musical guest, like, bear or bly, bear or bly. <laughs> so uh, we see musical guest MGMT. <laughs> 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 so we see we see Blair entering a strange townhouse, as Gossip Girl calls it. Uh, we don't know whose it is, but Blair says hello, walks inside. So dramatic for ultimately no reason. But uh, speaking of low stakes, Rufus and Lily are having dinner at Lily's house. Uh, they're both being served. Oh, I like by, that. Thank you. That was a very good segue, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Both being, are they having steak? Both, no. But they are be, both being uh, okay. served by a waiter. Uh, who, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Rufus goes first, gives Lily his list, and uh, he asks if it's all right. And Lily goes, yes, of course. 
and this is the whole thing. Um, and Lily, <laughs> Lily immediately knows she has to make some edits to her list. Uh, she takes out one of the many pages of her list and just gives him the one singular page. Rufus reads it over, makes a big production over finally finding his name towards the bottom of the list. And uh, he's just relieved. He, he wasn't sure if they'd be in the same ballpark. But uh, who the fuck cares? Like, I know this is 2009, but aren't we past the point where we care about what other people's numbers are? Like, even if Lily had 17 pages, would that change how much Rufus loves her? Like, it shouldn't. I, I think everyone should just be fucking all the time, really. As long as it's, you know, as long right. as you're not Miss Carr fucking one of your students, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's the big deal? And he should know this, too, because like he knows how many husbands she's had, let alone, like, <laughs> what happens between those husbands. And before all the husbands even started, he should know that there, there's going to be a long, long list. Um, and I, I do like that the way Lily says like, oh, this is it is almost like nerd virgin shaming him. Yeah. In a way. So I, I was happy. And I was this happy is the that. whole thing. <laughs> the, the Chad, Lily version. and the virgin yeah. Rufus. This yeah. is uh, this is also what she asks in the bedroom. Am I right? This is the whole Oops. thing. <laughs> she asks every time. Folks. <laughs> it hasn't grown. Rufus goes, is this all right? And Lily goes, yes, of course. And this is the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, our favorite, not Kevin's, Jenny is finally here, and uh, Dan comes home with Vanessa. Jenny asks what happened to him. Uh, Dan got very roughed up during football, but they have to go back to the country house tomorrow for the big reception. I guess there's a part two to this reunion, where uh, they so, have to go d- back to the country. It did not dawn on me right now that they commuted back and forth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These <Yeah>. fucking <laughs> commuters. They didn't receive the invite yeah. to stay overnight. <laughs> Wasn't this in Connecticut? Did I remember that correctly? I think so, right? You went went back and forth from Connecticut in one day? Yeah, that's right. And, like, played touch football and, like, saw the Presidential Medal of Honor. Yeah, and Dan and Vanessa aren't traveling via helicopter. Like, maybe they went with uh, Nate and had his driver take them, but, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, Vanessa doesn't have a car. Like, what are you talking about? So... Uh, Dan and Jenny both realize that Vanessa has a look about her. Dan wants to know what's up. Vanessa tells him, you know, when I told Nate to reconnect with his family, I had no idea it came with such expectations. And uh, yeah, Vanessa, you didn't. And that's why you should have stayed out of it and not forced Nate to reconnect with his family in the first place. Obviously, he knows more about his family than you do. Like, oh man, my blood boils when people like her are like, oh, I had no idea. Well, if you had no idea, then just stay the fuck out of it. Now Vanessa, well, all of a sudden, meddling. Yeah, now Vanessa all of a sudden is worried about Nate going through the Vanderbilt sausage grinder. Well, guess what? What, Vanessa, this is what you forced him to do, so make up your own damn mind. <laughs> you couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. Can't believe the person driving the sausage truck is mad about the sausage grinder. Like, <laughs> exactly. you you are making all that damn sausage. Exactly. <laughs> Miss Sweetie I had Todd's no like, idea. like, what are all these meat pies all about? <laughs> like, come on, get uh-huh. out of here. And like I said, again, she's like, reconnect with your family, go to the reunion, make up with your grandfather and cousin. And then when it happens, she's like, wait, wait, no, I didn't mean, I didn't mean this much. But what about my summer plans? Yeah, yeah like, do, reconnect with them, but ultimately only as much as I want you to, not, not, uh, not as much as you may want to. So uh, Dan and Jenny are encouraging Vanessa to just tell Nate how she feels. Yeah, I got to agree with the Humphreys on this one. And uh, Vanessa will uh, try to do that, and it seems to go well, but ultimately we will we will see how that plays out later in the episode, not to spoil the ending. Um, Don't. So Serena and Chuck are interrogating poor Dorota. Uh, Blair, very specific, told Dorota uh, not to tell Miss Serena or, Miss, or Mr. Chuck where she was, but Chuck says... And this, say, as far as off-the-cuff jokes go, I think this one was uh, much better, where Chuck says he's not going to play Where's Waldorf all night. 
<laughs> yeah, that one. is I much I better, but that, that's what we come to expect from him. Though. Right, you're right. So uh, Chuck wants to know how much it will cost to get Dorota to talk, and this enrages Dorota to the point where she just starts cursing him out in Polish. Um, so I put the subtitles on, but it just said uh, Dorota speaks in Polish, but according to the uh, comment section in the in the wiki for this episode, in case anyone was wondering, this is what Dorota said to Chuck. Have you lost your mind, dumbass? I work for Miss Blair, not you. You think you can fucking pay me off? And then it says, <laughs> oh L- LOL, and then it says, LOL, source, Polish is my first language. So I am going to take this commenter's word for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dorota. <laughs> lo- great line from Dorota. Because I, I was going to ask if like, you think those are real curses or whatever, and uh, confirm. Yeah, I <laughs> love it. That's, got, that's They amazing. got it past the uh, Cream Weekly censors there. So <laughs> good for them. <laughs> So Serena asks Dorota if it's clear that Blair's changed, and he's like, yes, it has. You know, old Miss Blair, the new Miss Blair, just like old Miss Serena, then old Miss Serota. It, you know, it, it's uh, Miss Serena, not Miss... I think I combined Serena and Dorota there to make it Serota. That's a good ship name. I don't think Serena yeah. and Dorota really have any sexual chemistry. <laughs> but nice. uh, it, It's so hard to keep track for poor Dorota, of the old versions and the new versions. Uh, but Serena ultimately says, you know, she's at a party alone with some bad people. They just want to help. So I, I guess they n- know this from Gossip Girl. Like, I, I, I don't know how else they would know where Blair is. Like that Blair is in a strange townhouse. I, I have to imagine it was Gossip Girl right. that told them. But uh, like knowing what happens after this, like when they go to the house, yeah. Who told them that these are bad people? <laughs> yeah, I think Gossip Girl because I think Gossip Girl, like if we were to believe that the voiceover from Kristen Bell was an actual Gossip Girl blast, she says, uh, "Spotted or whatever, be walking into some strange townhouse or whatever." So I, I don't know. So I guess uh, so. It's just like Gossip Girl seeing her walk into a weird home and I just guess. like speculating. Yeah. Um, so back to Nate and Vanessa though Nate assures Vanessa he's not going to get pushed into anything and that nothing will change oh sweet Nate of course of course, he's going to get manipulated he just doesn't know it yet uh, he's like don't worry Vanessa nothing's going to change I'm still going to vote for Adam Lambert tonight We're, it's everything's fine <laughs> Chris Allen has no chance Still of winning in. don't worry uh, I swear to God if grandfather convinced Nate to vote for Chris Allen and that was the deciding vote Oh, oh my god! My god. Uh, which which David do you think he voted for, Kevin? You you said you thought it was a David Archuleta head. Do you think he was Archuleta or David Cook, Brendan? Um, I think an Archuleta head. Yeah, an Archuleta. An Archuleta. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what, was he a Reuben or Clay guy? I, fam- I famously just saw Clay Aiken in a production of the you did. of the Drowsy Chaperone in Pittsburgh on on Tuesday. Famously, and you met him. did you uh, did you see the picture of me with Clay Aiken? I did. I sure did. He's looking yeah. a bit like uh, Taylor Hicks these days. I guess so. He's got the white hair. Still a cutie. Oh, sure. Um, so Trip calls Nate here, invites him out with Grandfather. Nate turns him down because he's on a date right now with Vanessa. However, silly, foolish Vanessa pushes Nate to go out with them, even though they're on their pierogi date. Because, oh, don't worry, they'll just do the real thing this summer when they vacation together. Um, where, where's Vanessa getting the money for this trip, or is Nate just funding the whole thing? That's the thing too. Like she doesn't want him to be a part of this rich world, but like she still wants to live like this lavish, <laughs> this sort of lifestyle <laughs> by him paying for everything that they yeah, do by virtue of Nate and his rich family, right? So, uh, Chuck and Serena were able to get the information out of Dorota. Uh, the little girl answers the door, and Chuck says, "It looks like Polanski's in town." Great line. Maybe was this your joke of the episode, Brendan? No, that one flew over my head. Oh, that's to be honest. What a shame. Oh boy. Uh well uh <laughs> well, you have time. <laughs> uh director of uh no, I'm not gonna 
I, I once you guys said it earlier, I was like, oh, you know. So I, I in a moment, I was not. Uh, it uh, brings me back I to the to the BoJack joke where someone says, I think it's someone's someone says uh, Roman Polanski should be in jail, and the other person's like, yeah, for his last three movies alone. Am I right? <laughs> am I right? <laughs> and, uh, no, that's not why. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they find Blair she's crying to some old guy uh, it turns out she's begging Dean Wheeler to let her attend Sarah Lawrence but even Sarah Lawrence doesn't want the exceptional student Blair because she hazed a teacher who would have thought that telling Miss Carr the wrong time for the damn opera would follow Blair around like this it is truly absurd I can't believe we're still dealing with this this much later literally like, it feels like this has been going on for like, it has been going on for like, like three or four episodes now. yeah I do love that Queller is such a huge Blair supporter all of a sudden. Like, they switched actresses, and now this version of Queller loves Blair and is all of us like, going to bat for her every week. She made this guy meet with Blair. He's like, I only met with you as a favor to uh, to Headmistress Queller, but I'm not letting you in my fucking college, you hazer. So, right. yeah, it looks like Blair does still care about getting into college, and uh, she just didn't want her friends to see her freaking out like this. And, you know, I really feel for her here. I, I wish I could give her a hug. She's very uh, not well right here. No, she's not. It's it's interesting how her and Chuck just keep alternating these feelings. Yeah, yeah, it does. So now, now that Chuck is back on track, Blair is the one who is like acting out like that, like this. So, uh, it seems to me like Blair should probably just like take a gap year and try again next year. But I guess that's not an option for her for some reason. Like, I mean, she she may be yeah, forced into it just, anyway. She will be, I guess. Well, seemingly so. But she just has has had this plan for so long. It's just it's just hard to that it's all coming crashing down. So she's trying to do. Anything to just keep flailing and hoping something sticks, but uh, I understand why it's so difficult to yeah. accept that sort of thing. Yeah, gone are the days when Blair was talking about how Harvard, Yale, and Princeton are the only true Ivies and like the only schools worth going to. Begging. And again, you know what? You just apply to one of those other two <laughs> yeah. that, you, that you mentioned. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I get that Serena... Uh, you know they're like they're like trying to help and encourage Blair, but uh, they have to leave this poor girl alone right now. She must be so embarrassed that they just walked in on her doing this, and uh, she says she's giving up for real this time and tells them not to follow her. So poor Blair. Poor Blair is right, um, yeah. but she goes on to continue to be more iconic throughout the episode. Yeah, so. they're uh, they're all gonna crash the day two of the Nate family uh, get get together here. Yeah, this is funny. Just like I, they didn't even give you a reason for why they're all there. Yeah, they just all they, go. They, they're just like well, we're here. For the event of the week, baby. Um, yeah. So yeah, Blair is there. Uh, seems to be doing well, but she's in full not giving a fuck mode as someone comes up to her to commend her for rejecting the uh, our favorite colony comedy club, saying there's too stuffy for her taste as well. And Blair's just like, oh, that's because your taste includes sleeping with your driver and popping prescription meds. So uh, yes, Blair's big plan here is that. By the end of the day, the old Blair will be dead and buried with no chance of resurrection. We love a good uh, self-sabotage here. Yeah, we do, especially with with uh, a person like Blair that can just sling this shit everywhere she goes. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're just, once she slings that first line, you're like, oh, boy, this is going to be right. and she <laughs> also, a good show for her. She also lets slip to Serena about the whole Dan Miss Carr costume closet situation, which uh, Serena had not known about yet. Yeah, and you have to assume, even last episode, like this is going to get back to Serena at some point. Right, of course. So... So I'm, gl- I'm glad it comes in. Yeah, so now the, the party of Nate, Vanessa, and Dan arrive. Are, uh, are, are everyone's favorite threesome just coming in together. Uh, they pass through security. Vanessa asks what she could possibly be trying to sneak in. And uh, Dan's not done with the snarky comments. I don't know, a liberal agenda? Universal health care? Education reform? Increasing estate tax? And like he's continuing this as Vanessa has like already walked away from him. He's just <laughs> amusing himself right now. Yeah. Very charming. Very charming, Dan Humphrey. Dan, our woke it's, king, it's a man our of woke the people. woke king, Dan Humphrey. Yeah, yes, exactly. The people's champion, Dan Humphrey. <laughs> the people's champion, so, yes. 
Now, Nate is wearing the Vanderbilt family crested jacket that grandfather delivered him. Uh, he also speaks to Dan here which for what I believe is the first time. Grandfather does, not Nate. Nate has spoken to Dan before. Uh, grandfather, though, has not, I believe, and has finally acknowledged Dan's presence. Uh, yeah. But then he just takes Nate from them to talk, and uh, Dan and Vanessa go to get some drinks. So, more on that. Yeah, I think the grandfather said, uh, oh, nice to meet you, Dan. Um, yeah, yeah. No crest? How embarrassing. <laughs> How embarrassing, you fool. <laughs> I like it. He... Uh, when he when he says that like Nate looks good and whatever Nate goes oh yeah it fits perfectly and he's just like well of course it does like what is that supposed to mean we're all exactly the same size <laughs> it's the Nate family crest of course it fits perfectly the Nate family our last name is Nate <laughs> it's the Nate family crest my good it's boy it's the Nate family I'm grandfather Nate we're all the same person at different timelines in our lives like the Dexter's laboratory film <laughs> yes. might I offer you a game of Nate, bear or bly. Nate. Nate, have you met Nate and cousin Nate? (laughs) But we don't talk about Nathaniel over there in the corner. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) We're having a good time. Uh, Rufus is ordering food. He asks Lily if she has cash for the tip, but then decides to just go through her bag and finds the rest of her list. Why didn't Lily just throw this out? Like, why did she just leave it in her bag? Just asking to be found here. And she goes, Rufus, do you need something? And Rufus just goes, how about the truth? To himself like a fucking deranged <laughs> loser. The truth. How this is about my joke the of the truth? episode. Oh, that's your joke, joke of the episode. Yes. You gotta so love good. Rufus for being the guy who's like, you know when you are in the shower and you're like having an argument with someone that will never <laughs> yeah, take place yeah, in real life or you're saying yeah. all the epic things that you'll never yeah. say to their face Rufus will say them like out loud yeah. Rufus doesn't say to her face but yeah it does say it to himself yeah, I think Rufus's life is just the joke of the episode here yes it really is so Vanessa finds Trip he asks Vanessa if she's excited for Nate's big summer and Vanessa's like oh he told you about her backpacking trip again just making a fool of herself but Trip is talking about the big internship at the mayor's office it's why they wanted to meet with Nate last night and uh, Vanessa was the one who encouraged him to go to that so again Vanessa just making all these unforced errors and uh, Vanessa thinks there must be some kind of misunderstanding here but she's pissed you can tell you certainly can and I guess Nate could have told her when he saw her but you know, he's probably still trying to figure out what he wants to do. I don't know if he, at this point he had confirmed that he was doing it, but I think he kind of knew. So he, the thing it's is, tough. I mean, he, yeah, you know. sorry, I, I just completely cut you off. But no, yeah, no, I, it's good. As the great Matt Ligori says, if you have something better to say, then feel free to cut someone off. Anyway. Go, yeah. <laughs> but, so I would not tell Vanessa. This is like if he has not decided definitively yet. There is no point because, th- like you said, this might not even happen. So to have this argument with Vanessa when he might just be going pierogi hunting with her anyway, it would be such a waste of time and just like getting Vanessa mad for no reason. So yeah, Nate should figure this out, but he should have been clear to trip. Like, don't mention this to Vanessa. Like I will tell her if I, yeah. when I decide what I'm doing, but it seems like maybe he was, but trip, maybe uh, being a little sleuthy here Ooh. and just trying to push her buttons. I don't know. It, it seems like he wasn't too upset to up, at her. You think there was some malice in this uh, trip conversation? There might have been. Wow. So, uh, Nate finds Vanessa. Vanessa asks if he has anything he wants to say to her, and immediately he's like, who told you? So, uh, Vanessa wants to know, you know, I- I'm assuming you told Grandpa that he already that you already have plans, but Nate's like, look, I haven't made any decisions. Um, and again, Nate's allowed to do whatever he wants over the summer. He's not legally obligated to go backpacking with Vanessa, as fun as that may sound. But uh, it is kind of a bad look after he just told Vanessa last night that he wouldn't let his grandfather control him and that he was so excited for their trip. And now it's like, uh, just kidding, actually. It only took one conversation for him to completely manipulate me and uh, for me to listen to him and not you. Yeah, of course. But at the same time, that trip is just like a thing that Vanessa wants to do that is being funded by him, like we said earlier. And also, like, 
in high school, he, like he was, he was kind of explaining this later on. He doesn't know what he wants to do with his life, so if this is like a great opportunity, and he should probably just take it. So it kind of like maybe if anything, it rules something out too. Maybe you know, like you never right. know. No, yeah, I think it's just something that he should do just to try something. No, yeah, I don't so think confused. Nate makes the wrong decision, but I would still be pissed if I was Vanessa. Yeah, I understand. Especially like a high schooler, like right. your, your big senior year summer, like you have big plans for it and it's all crumbling down so quickly. I, I, I do get that. Right. And now all of a sudden Nate cares about getting into politics and being a big part of this family, even though he hated all of them a couple of days ago. Um, he calls it a great opportunity, which it is, but Vanessa's like, for what? To turn into trip? And like, and then she, she does this line a lot where she's like, listen, if I honestly thought this is what you wanted, I'd be fine with it. But this is just what William wants. And Nate comes back with, as opposed to what you want, which... Again, I do think uh, Nate should be allowed to make his own decision here, but uh, it just, I would just hate for uh, Nate to think that his uh, grandfather has the best intentions for him. I, I'm still skeptical of grandfather here. I, I, course, I, I feel yeah. like uh, this might lead to trouble here that Nate's grandpa has some kind of uh, nefarious uh, intentions here for, uh, somehow. You had to assume so with being so mega rich, um, but he, he is also doing what he wants. Like, this is what he wants yeah. to do. He wants to try this out. So that is that is his decision. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, like I said, a pierogi eating pierogies with Vanessa sounds like a blast. But uh, this could be a a good opportunity for him. So uh, yeah, Kevin, I do like pierogies quite yeah. a bit. Too. <laughs> okay, Kevin, who's side are you on? T- team Vanessa or Team Nate? I mean, in this, you know, I as a, as a desperately single uh, man of my, you know, it, it, when you when you have the opportunity and you are to your age. Uh, vacation with uh, Vanessa, I do think you should take that opportunity. However, if you're trying to choose between two people and one of them uh, has a helicopter, <laughs> I do think one Sorry. should generally side with the helicopter. Yeah, yeah possibly a life path. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, uh, is Vanessa? You know, is is Vanessa true love? Is what you got to ask yourself. Is you if, is Vanessa true yeah. love or does Vanessa have a helicopter? And the answer to both, I think, is no. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I think. You should make one of those flowcharts. Is Vanessa true love? No. And then you move on to does Vanessa have helicopter? No. And then there's your decision. So. <laughs> Break up with Vanessa. Yeah. It's the decision making tree yeah. that I've built <laughs> right. for myself. It's time for uh, this to be over. That's right. So uh, Drunk Blair is at it again. They, th- she's talking to some people. They're asking uh, if her mother is here. Excellent question, because again, where on earth has Eleanor been through all of this? But Blair uh, tells one of the ladies, um, or one of the ladies tells her that she's had too much to drink, and Blair just can't be stopped. She's like, oh, you would know, three DUIs is it now? And these ladies uh, should really know not to fuck with Blair, because she has dirt on seemingly every single one of them. And uh, yeah. this is when Chuck pulls her away and tells the guy that Blair just outed for having an adult entertainment website, where he goes, big fan of your sites, as he's yeah. whispering <laughs> yeah. <that> <laughs> Doesn't he say like a billboard? Did I hear that wrong? Like I don't know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> big fan of your <laughs> your porn billboard. Yeah, a big porn billboard for your porn site. <laughs> it just says porn exclamation point. <laughs> oh, that does sound good. Pull off yeah, an exit twenty four. Wow. All right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Chuck yells at Blair. He wants to know what she's doing. Destroying the old Blair isn't going to help her. He's tried this before. And again, like you said, we're kind of in the bizarro situation here where Blair is now the one self-sabotaging and Chuck seems to have it together and is the one making sense. And uh, we have a Chuck and Blair scene alert here as we get one of our patented Chuck and Blair scenes. We get one of these every episode, seemingly. Uh, Blair pushes Chuck against the wall and asks if he remembers the first night at the Vitrola. And then she kisses him and tells him to take her now. 
But when Chuck asks why, she responds with, to prove that nothing matters. And uh, that's obviously not what Chuck wanted to hear. This is not the version of Blair that Chuck wants. So he turns her down this time, even though Blair assures him that uh, she's never going to be that version of herself again. And once again, these two just cannot get on the same page. Yeah, this is just the way it goes. And, and you, you could tell as soon as she's coming on to him like this, you're just like, he's not going to want it. This, this is not uh, This is not what he wants. We, we've done this before, and it's just going to go back and forth ping-ponging until uh, it finally comes to a head. Wow. When are Good these pick. crazy kids just going to make it work, you know? Can't yeah, they see know? what's right in front of their eyes? When are these two going to just get it together, man? Honestly, that's what we want. Brendan, do you think they will be together by the end of the season? Uh, no way. Wow, okay. So Blair no. is uh, sitting outside, and who else but Nate Archibald comes out. <laughs> it has been... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. It has been, <laughs> Good impression. It has been so long since we've had a Blair-Nate scene. It is almost impossible to remember that these two actually started the series off yeah. dating each other. Like, how far we've well, come. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Uh, it was nice to see them together. Her, her best friends, Serena and Chuck, have been trying to talk some sense into her all episode, but sometimes it is the people you least expect that can come through for you, like an ex-boyfriend. And Nate gives her his jacket, asks what she's doing out here. And this is, this is I, I'm a big fan of this scene. Blair asks if he remembers the first time he brought her here, when they were first dating at 12 or 13. They used to talk about their future, how perfect everything would be. And then Blair starts crying and asks what happened and how everything got screwed up. Um... Blair doesn't know who she is anymore, what she's supposed to do, and she's breaking my heart. Like, I am so fucking mad at Miss Carr right now for putting Blair through all this. And this this could be poetic in a way, because when they were together, they both thought they knew who they were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And now they're both sort of floundering and don't know, and they're being brought together by that. Brendan, that's, very be- nice. that's beautiful, Brendan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it is a it is a very nice scene between these two who haven't talked in a long time. But my notes do just say, no! Because <laughs> uh, I thought they were going to make out. I thought they were going to kiss. And I was just so against that prospect. I was, wow. so, I was anti this. I do not need this drama. They don't need this drama. Um, I, I thought they would drag it out a lot longer than they did. I thought this would be like a little hint mm-hmm. at something down the road. Um, it was a little something down the road at the, at, the the end of, at the end of the episode. Um, yeah. I, I like when she goes, uh, I just feel so. And Nate finishes her sentence by saying lost. And Blair looks at him like she can't believe he was able to guess about like how she <gasps> obviously felt. <laughs> How'd you know I was going to say lost? <laughs> I just feel so uh, horny. <laughs> no, that's okay. not it. Try again. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> okay. Um, Hungry. Uh, you know, I I figured out the split screen if you want to come back to my place. (laughs) Um, That's Nate's famous sex move, the split screen. (laughs) I gotta say, Nate looks so good in a shirt and tie here. We just need to do something about his hair. Yes, yeah. I mean, everybody's dressed really well for this. Like, of course, because we're always at the event of the week. But I think in particular, we had some great outfits uh, at at this, this event. Yeah, so we're not done with this scene. Uh, Nate sits down next to her and continues their uh, their trip, no relation, down memory lane, yeah. uh, reminiscing about uh, when she would force them to watch all of her favorite movies. Uh, eventually, he asked her why she always likes watching movies she's already seen, and she's like, I like knowing how things are going to turn out. And honestly, it makes a lot of sense to me. It is genuinely so comforting watching a movie for the millionth time and knowing exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, that, that is nice. That's why people rewatch things. Absolutely. And it's why I'm rewatching Gossip Girl for the millionth time. Uh Mm. Nate explains growing up he never knew what he was supposed to be so he spent all his time apologizing for his wealth and privilege and opportunities he thought other people deserved more than him I I never knew this about Nate but now he's learned that you can't fight against who you are 
which is an interesting takeaway that Nate has gotten from all of this, I guess. Yeah, that, that, that'll, that's kind of the Nate takeaway, of course. Right. So uh, I guess you alluded, uh, well, Kevin, you obviously thought that something was going to happen in this moment. Uh, Brendan, you said you didn't. You thought it was just going to like hint at something in the future. Yeah, that's kind of what I expected. I expected it to be maybe like a, a season wrap-up sort of right. thing where like slowly you see them in more scenes together because they've really been separate from each other for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, Even real. just like seeing them in the scene interacting at all, I was like, oh, cool. Like, yeah. I got excited just like seeing him walk into the room with her, yeah, like, outside with her. Literally, it's so weird to see them talk to each other, let alone the fact that they started yeah. this show off dating each other. Um, it, it seems to me like he, it looks like Blair is like regretting ever giving up Nate. She was like, back when I was with Nate, Everything was literally so easy, and now look what I've gotten myself into. So um, I guess, you know, I was going to ask why why it seems like Nate was able to get through to her but not Serena or Chuck, but I guess it is because, like, Nate is kind of going through something similar to Blair about having some kind of identity crisis. Um, And also, like, Blair just knows Serena and Chuck so well right now that she kind of already knows exactly what they would tell her, and it just isn't working on her. Um, yeah. Nate's also just like naturally good at these pep talks because he always seems to come from a place of like no judgment and always seems so understanding and willing to listen. Totally, yeah. Whereas I think that's what Serena and Chuck are missing, like a willingness to listen and just not judge and just listen to what Blair's actually saying. Where Nate literally just empty head like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's great. That, right. Yeah. So. Or the other two are just like caring too much. Yeah, they're like, like, no, Blair, you have parents. to do this. Yeah. Where Nate's like, this is a valid way that you are feeling. Totally. Great scene. Just- it was great. My favorite. Wow. So wow. Um, Serena sees Dan, and this is probably my favorite favorite scene because Dan seems genuinely excited to see Serena, but she just walks right up to him and slaps him. <laughs> this is good because yeah, they had a good time with this. Yeah, too. they did. I this was I would love to see this in the blooper reel to be honest because they I mean this was my laugh of the episode because it was so unexpected and uh, it's because Blair told Serena about Dan and Rachel in the costume closet um, and Dan's like. Uh, you know, we were broken up. And Serena's like, that, that makes it okay to have sex with a teacher? We were on a break. <laughs> we were on a break. Where's this Serena been? Dan, Dan goes like, not my teacher. And Serena's like, okay, she's still my teacher, and you slept with her at school in a costume closet when I was 20 feet away. And it's like, oh, all right, well, when you put it like that. And then, like, it, they're so charming here. Serena's just very charmingly smiling, and Dan is also smiling at the situation. And Serena's like, yeah, yeah I'm still furious but that was very invigorating a very cute scene here someone snaps a picture of what just happened and dan just also takes that in stride (laughs) you can can tell she just like hits him and is like you're such a fucking idiot but like like, i'm like i can't stay mad at you but i'm you're so stupid she's like all right yeah yeah let's get you some ice i just slapped the shit out of you that was great it was a really good slap too (laughs) it was Uh, Lily's excited that Rufus got the egg rolls, and Rufus again with his snippy comments. And Lily's like, "Oh, I'm gonna make sure I don't eat too many uh, egg rolls because I'm gonna feel so guilty for it." And he's just like, "Not likely." And Lily just has, Not likely, hey, out of here. <laughs> he just has a huge eye roll, and just, like, if you have a problem oh with your girlfriend, God. just fucking tell her instead of being this passive aggressive baby about everything. Yeah. And so it sounds like she's almost so, like used to it. She's like, "All right, yeah, Rufus, give it up. What do we, what do we got yeah, here? What's going on? Why? Why? You, what do you fucking hate me for?" And so he reveals the full list that he found and just like puts it in front, like waves it in front of her face and like puts it in front of her. His big gotcha moment. And Lily finally brings up what this is about. And so that Rufus is embarrassed about Lily's past. You know, when he saw the condensed version of the list, he said he was relieved. And uh, they end dinner on a pretty sour note here. Yeah, they do. It's, it, he doesn't handle this uh, very well. No. The way, he, the way he words everything is just bad. He's a big baby Stepping about on it. his own feet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. it, would you expect anything else from Rufus? 
No, you know what? He had maybe an episode or two where he was just decent. So back to the norm. Yeah, (laughs) back on the downswing with him. So uh, Nate finds Vanessa. Vanessa tells Nate that she believes in him, just a different him, which I guess what everyone wants to hear. Uh, And Grandfather makes a speech. He announces that Nate was offered an internship in the mayor's office and invites Nate to come up. And Nate, (laughs) this is his version of telling her, I guess, because he doesn't really tell her. He just turns her and goes, I'm sorry, and then goes to the front of the room. And I must say, Nate is a very charming and gifted speaker here. He cracks jokes. He fleshes smiles. He speaks with confidence. He, He definitely didn't have a lot of time to prepare this speech, and he just nails it. He's yeah, like, this, is, he is. this is almost like an acceptance speech, right? And so yeah. <laughs> if he didn't know if he wanted to do it or not, I think this is him in the moment being like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it, I'm going to do I'm this. Killing it. And then just thinking of stuff off the top of yeah. his head, yeah. Politics is his birthright, baby. It must. It might be. Yeah, Love so a Nate political dynasty. Uh, that's right. Nate mm-hmm. announces that uh, he'll be taking his talents to the mayor's office this summer, and uh, <laughs> such a metaphorical slap in the face to Vanessa, not to be confused with the uh, literal slap in the face we just saw last yes. scene. Um, I, I, I again, now, now that we, I guess, have the whole story here of what happens. Uh, do you guys think what Nate did was shitty, or is Vanessa overreacting? Hmm. I think, I think both maybe can be true. Yeah, both. Yeah, right? I was going to say the same thing. I, I was like, Nate with, did love, not... Yeah. yeah. No, I love that this comes with a breakup as well, though. Like, Nate's like, not only am I taking the mayor's position, but also this relationship is not going to work out now. Yeah, so it's like, what's yeah. he getting up to with the mayor? You know? Like, what's going on <laughs> oh, in the mayor's office? I mean, if the mayor is an older mayor. woman... Yeah, I mean, hey. Nate has been known to like some older women. So. Mm-hmm. He has been known. Oh, Definitely could have. He likes to play yeah. in that field. So I think, <laughs> I think Nate's going to get up. Some, that's my prediction for next episode. It's mayor time. <laughs> for a sexy it's mayor. It's mayor time. It's mayor time, <laughs> baby. It's mayor time. That's my new character. The mayor. That's so weird. Um, and, and Brendan, the, <laughs> the, the, mayor. The, name of the, the name of the next episode is season two, episode 20. It's mayor time, baby. It's mayor time. It's mayor time. <laughs> Which is like, what, what movie the, is what that, that a play off of? Yeah, what the fuck is that? Yeah, but it sounds good. But yeah, I think... I think uh, Nate did not handle the situation well. And also, Vanessa, uh, again, Petard, you did this to yourself. Yeah, like, yeah. you got to fucking take this one on the chin and move on, you know? Yeah. like Vanessa, meet Petard. I, I think if she, You've been maybe if she was, like, excited for him, about, if she just accepted it and was like, you know, good for you. Right. I don't think it would have to end the relationship. But I think since she's sort of made it seem like it was, like, Either we go, Nate. It's me or the mayor, or you. Yeah, it's me or the mayor. And I choose that mayor. A classic mirror. Yeah. A classic mirror. The mayor moment. Mirror the mayor. <laughs> a, a, t- a TV trope, if ever there was one. <laughs> Coming this fall, me or the mayor. Me that would definitely mayor. that get that gets canceled after eleven episodes for sure. XOXO. Yeah, that could be a game show. But though. I watch all eleven episodes and actually say that it's an underrated classic. So Nate and try and get it back on the air. <laughs> yep. So Nate gets accepted by his family again for like one day, and he's ready to sell everyone else out for them. Um, I guess what happened to him being mad at them uh, that they weren't there for him before, but he just got sucked in so quickly. Like he does not even care anymore. And for the record, I have no problem with Nate getting this internship because of who his family is. I'm famously pro nepotism. <laughs> that's the only way to get things around here anymore that's, that's right so uh serena asks chuck what happened with blair uh chuck doesn't answer he's just getting drunk uh serena doesn't have time for his bullshit and is just like okay have fun drinking by yourself bye and uh chuck says he's losing blair and serena just says okay don't give up Tr- keep trying to get her back uh serena knows blair better than everyone knows that blair is just scared and doesn't know what's going to happen with her future and uh if he wants blair back in her life then he just needs to make her feel safe so Serena's going to send chuck uh kind of on his way to go try to get Blair back and uh, that'll set up the big revelation at the end of the episode. Oh, oh boy. And dot, dot, dot. Not to spoil what happens. Uh, Vanessa and Humphreys are back at the loft. 
I guess I should have said Vanessa and the Humphreys. They, they don't go by just Humphreys. Uh, Vanessa, Humphreys. Van- Vanessa isn't sure if uh, she and Nate broke up, but she said she left and it was bad. So uh, she's assuming they are broken up. And uh, Dan tells her, welcome to the world of Upper East Side grandparents, and mentions that he's gone against them in the past and that they're a lot tougher than they look, which is weird for Dan to say because he ended up faring pretty well with Cece as she is now Dan's biggest fan these days for some reason. For absolutely no reason. He went up against the grandparents and won because uh, Cece at some point got lobotomized during her trip to the Hamptons. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess he's referencing uh, the Cece that we remember. The yeah. first first round Cece. Yeah. Um, so Vanessa asks for advice. Dan tells her to just give him some space, which uh, probably not the right solution here. Uh, Jenny jumps in to agree that space is key. Is this manipulative Jenny coming out a little here and just like trying to make sure Vanessa and Nate aren't dating anymore so maybe she can swoop in? It could. I would. I would like that. I'm, yeah. I'm here for that. She tells her that she and Nate belong together, but uh, you can never be sure with little Jay here. Remember all the way back in episode two, where she uh, gets those hydrangeas. I don't even know if they were hydrangeas, but some kind of flower. If, if, yeah. If I know anything about Jenny, I feel like she would never fully forgive Vanessa right. for all this stuff. Yeah. So uh, Dan has a nice moment. Uh, he assures Vanessa everything will be okay, and uh, that's the end of their little storyline. Uh, Rufus comes back to Lily's. Lily has another contender for line of the episode here where uh, she goes, yeah. I thought you left. And he says, I did. And she goes, well, why don't you try it again? Maybe this time it will take. Just, yeah, I had that one written woof. down just because it was so great. Just the way Lily delivers these brutal takedowns, like she is Oof. clearly still the ice queen of the show. Very, very good. Yeah. This is um, a very like cutting and quippy episode. I was like yeah, looking at the writer's really yeah. credits. I was like, and that, you know, it's kind of par for the horse for Gossip Girl, but this feels like really like everyone is the roast master general yeah. in this <laughs> yeah. episode no yeah we, you know you're right Some we don't always quips. have it like to this degree that's true um yeah. so rufus gives lily the new list he made on the back of a uh, murphy's two for one friday's napkins and uh <laughs> it is the list of things that make lily happy and rufus says he's sorry but lily says oh i'm I, i'm the one who wanted to open the door to the past uh she just doesn't really get how rufus can be such a nerd virgin I, I believe her words not mine and like he was the lead singer of a not entirely unpopular band why was he not fucking more and uh it, you know it's what we all <laughs> want to know so thank god lily's asking the important questions and I, I just knew in this moment that rufus was going to say something gross and and he delivers during most of that time i was pining for a certain blonde photojournalist <laughs> all right uh, Fuck you, Rufus. Very gross. (laughs) Shut up. You fucking loser. So, Chuck goes back to Blair's. Uh, Dorota's about to fire the fucking doorman because she told him no visitors. But I I love this carefree (laughs) doorman who just lets anyone in at all hours of the night. Yeah, come on. 3 a.m. Chuck's here. Come on in, buddy. Yeah, Blair's sleeping. (laughs) I don't care. Get up there. (laughs) Dorota just having to put up with this. Like, I told you to stop letting people in. Why are you in? Yeah. Who in the morning, you fucking idiot? So uh, Chuck just needs a moment of Blair's time, but Miss Blair is asleep, and Chuck just wants Dorota to tell her that he stopped by and that there's something he needs to tell her. So Dorota says, yeah, sure, whatever. I'll tell her in the morning. And she goes back upstairs, leaving Chuck alone downstairs, where he sees something that makes him visibly seethe. And now we see why, because Blair thanks someone for making sure she got home okay, and it is our old friend Nate. Uh, And obviously, yeah, uh, <laughs> Kevin, I know this is your worst nightmare. You did not want this to happen. Uh, silly me. I'm I also- Chuck right now. I've never related <laughs> to Chuck more in a moment when like the camera is like cross fading back into like three further and further <laughs> shots as he's just horrified. Yeah. That's yeah. me while on my couch watching Gossip Girl. Yeah, silly me. I thought it was just like a nice moment between friends slash former lovers up there in that previous scene, but. Uh, they obviously led to something. A real big episode for former lovers between them and the uh, Rufus and Lily list. Got, yeah. got a lot of play mm-hmm. play here. So uh, Nate just wanted to make sure she was fine, and she is, so she should go. But Blair asks him to stay, 
as we see Chuck pick up the Vanderbilt crusted jacket and the banana hammock, of course, uh, gives it a little <laughs> sniff to confirm that it is Nate. Chuck has no sense of eyesight. He gets everything from smell. He's like a bloodhound. <laughs> so this Blair betrayal has now come full circle. Once upon a time, oh uh, Chuck, God. I mean, Blair cheated on Nate with Chuck. Now she's going behind Chuck's back and getting back with Nate. <gasps> oh. Scandal. And you know, the funny thing is that Nate is so like up in the clouds all the time that I, I feel like if Chuck confronts him about this, he'll be like, "Oh, I didn't know you were even into her." Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> like, that, would, that would be his reaction. Like, oh, that was a thing between you two. Huh. <laughs> Chuck, you like Blair? <laughs> hey, come on, come on, we'll discuss that. He walks the, into I got a the door. Split set up. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's our episode. Uh, what's going to happen with Blair and Nate, Brendan? Uh, did did they fuck here? Oh, they fucked. You're an expert with the uh, with the bases. How far did they go? Ooh, I did learn about the bases on here. <laughs> um, I, I think it was an inside the park home run. And and how do we distinguish that from an outside the park home run? What is the difference there? <laughs> I think the outside the park you skip everything and get right to it, just it, pure insertion. And okay. I think the inside the park you touch all the bases. Okay. Good to know. I, I didn't know. All right. That that makes sense to me. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, if, yeah if for sure. Did, no, it's it, Yeah, sure. <laughs> if they did, like, kind of shitty because Nate literally just broke things off with Vanessa, even though, like, she doesn't even know for sure if they are broken up, but whatever. Right, um, yeah. And Blair clearly does not care about Chuck's feelings at all. First Chuck's enemy in Carter and now his best friend in Nate. Like, very yeah, brutal. Right. Wow. Um, so brutal. Anything else you want to make predictions on? Um... Hmm. Anybody else? Uh, I guess Vanessa's <laughs> going by herself to eat pierogies. <laughs> yep. If she can afford it. Like, who's funding this trip? Oh, true. You know what she can. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So let's get into some segments here. Uh, let's do the user review of the week. And this one is a long one. So I might just, like, skip some. Like, I... I this guy really just went all in here. Uh, let, let's see how much I can get before I before okay. I feel like I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, they say, 7 out of 10, a surprising turn for Gossip Girl. This is our own buddy, main underscore 31024. Gossip Girl came out with a different twist in The Grandfather, which worked out far better than last week's The Age of Dissonance. We welcome back Rufus and Lily after a long break. I'd anticipated a bit juicier storyline between them, though there was still a bit of funny moments between them. Lily and Rufus squabble over their past relationships and the fact that Lily's list was a tad longer. Okay, that's an understatement. But making a list of past lovers only spells disaster. This was the first time where an episode revolving around a Nate and Vanessa made sense. Nate bonding with his grandfather was trendy, though I often find myself wondering where he was when Nate sunk to the bottom. Probably watching Nate from the distance, hoping he would man up and take responsibility, like his grandfather stated he was proud of. I smell something fishy with Nate's cousin. After all, began to cave in on Vanessa, and she realized that the slight shove she gave Nate to reunite with his family might have led to a tight squeeze in their inability to let him go. Nate got a taste of his grandfather's persuasion and ended up choosing the internship instead of a summer getaway. Still, the internship does sound like an interesting way to spend your summer. A couple getaway could be done anytime. I don't think Vanessa and Nate should split because of it. And then uh, <laughs> they go on to talk about uh, the Blade Nair... Blair, not Blade, not Blade Nair. Blair Nate reconnection. See, it is hard uh, to say her name. <laughs> okay, so I don't want to hear no more guff it can ha- about it can Bear happen and Blade. It could happen Bear and Um. So yeah, the heart of the episode was Blair. Couldn't agree more. Uh, there would be a triangular struggle between Blair, Nate, and Chuck next episode. Remains of the J, and somebody might get hurt in between, or everyone might get what they want. Who knows how it would go on Gossip Girl? Let's just hope it uses the same formula and mix it up next week. And they also have some bonus wow. stuff at the end here. Jeez. Oh my god. Um, where was this novel written? Where was uh, this? Is, this is published? in the, the IMDb user review section. 
Hachi Machi. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I did not even read all of this. So, oh, my God. Um, oh, they agree. Jenny was underused here. It was a good thing for Vanessa and Dan. Otherwise, we wouldn't have seen her at all. What happened to her clothing line? All in time, I guess. <laughs> uh, three out of five stars. Grade B. So they give three separate... They, in the beginning, they gave, gave it a seven out of ten. Then at the end here, they give it both three out of five stars and a grade B. So <laughs> Three ratings. <laughs> so in case there's any... Uh, wouldn't it be 3.5 out of five stars if it's a it seven? Yeah, they changed the rating. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, next week, Brendan, the episode title is The Remains of Jay. So we may finally have a Jenny-centered episode here. Do you have any predictions oh. based on the title? I guess she's going to be killed off the show. <laughs> Oh my god, wow. she's gonna die. Listen, gonna if, they can, if, they kill, if they can kill off Bart, who is safe? A pair of smoking <laughs> boots <laughs> where, where Jenny was just standing. Just like annihilated. That's so funny. It's like Wizard of Oz. So I just learned that Jenny and I are from like the same, like we have, we were both from St. Louis. So apparently I have to now rep my hometown hero, Taylor Momsen. I love Jenny. Taylor Momsen. And speaking of which, the reason she is probably so underused here is because her music career is taking off with the Pretty Reckless, where oh. I have just uh, re-listened to all four of their albums. Still great. Love love their work. Just a huge shout out to Taylor Momsen and the Pretty Reckless. Um, Momsen's in the studio. Momsen's she can't come to set. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they're just happy she wiped the uh, raccoon eye makeup off for for now. Uh, the little blurb for the episode says, Jenny's 16th birthday party turns into a huge social event. So indeed, we'll nice. be getting- Oh, sounds fun. A, yes, very fun. Uh, let's do some episode grades here. Um, Brendan, you went first last week, so I will go first this week. Uh, oh, okay. It is a solid episode. Not the best, but- like I said, nothing offensively bad. No really pointless or first trust frust no Jesus fucking Christ. Let me try that. Let me take it from the top. From the top. <laughs> no pointless or frustrating storylines. Mo- it's mostly a uh, transition episode here as we set up the end of the season. So it was never going to be a fantastic episode. Uh, the Rufus and Lily storyline is meh, but there's some fun moments, like I said. Uh, some pretty fun moments all around, so probably a little above average. And it gets a plus for that Nate and Blair scene and another plus for that Serena slap. And uh, we also got to meet the hot trip Vanderbilt. So I'm going to give it a solid B. Uh, yeah, I can kind of uh, echo those sentiments, especially with uh, whatever, what was that guy? Is the main something or whatever? Oh, yeah. Um, main I, underscore 31024? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, it was it was kind of just like a lukewarm episode. I feel like we've had so many crazier ones. Mm-hmm. Um, just last week. There's nothing really... Yeah, yeah, yes, of course. But there's there nothing really wrong with this one. Uh, but there, it was just some slow stuff, some good stuff, so a, a lot of good quips like we did talk about. I, I did like a lot of those. Um, I didn't love the Rufus Lily stuff, but at least it gave me some Lily. Um, so I, I won't give that too much of a of a demerit for okay. for that little plot line. But overall, just uh, like pretty good, normal Gossip Girl episodes. Of course, we get uh, a good little hook at the end there, mm-hmm. just like I like. So I'll give it a B as well. All right, two Bs on the board. Uh, TV's Kevin Lanigan. What do you think this episode deserves? You know, I uh, am a slave to trends, but uh, I gotta, I gotta say, yeah, I think, a, I think a solid B. You know, if you were to rank every episode of Gossip Girl from its entire run, there's like a good chance this would be directly in the middle. Sure. Um, it's it's uh, pretty solid, but not spectacular in all plot lines, except of course the Blair plot line, which I think really takes us to another to another level uh, in this one. A um, little too much of a certain Nate, Ar- Nate Archibald for my personal taste. <laughs> uh, but you know, other other fun and redeeming elements. A lot of good Dan in this episode. 
episode, a lot of a lot of fun back and forth. Of course, Lily, um, the the true star of the show, and uh, yeah, I think it's a solid B from from B's across the board. The three B's. Right. B's, across, B's the across, the across the board. We are all in the hand holding club here. Uh, so let's discuss MVPs here. For me, I, again, like no one has really a huge standout episode, but a lot of people were fun. Dan was funny. Lily was funny. Chuck back to his old self. Blair was a drunk mess and very funny. Uh, Serena had that great slap. But have you ever heard the expression, uh, ditch the zero and get with the hero? Because Nate Archibald did just uh, yeah. that. He dumped Vanessa, traded way up to get back with Blair, <laughs> and he should be rewarded for that. The season two Nate praise continues from me. Sorry, Kevin, yes. who you just bashed in your, uh, in your episode rating. E- even before... Nate presumably gets with Blair. He had that great scene with her at the party. He also gets an internship at the mayor's office. And whether he made the right decision or not, he has these options to work with. And his speech was great. And he was out there on the front lines trying to get, trying his hardest to get Adam Lambert that win. I'm sure, I'm sure that he was voting for Adam Lambert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm giving. He crushed in flag football too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I'm giving Nate the MVP. Uh, he's having a good season. Uh, Brendan. Yeah. Who's getting your MVP? If, if you didn't give it to Nate, I might have also given it to him because he's just been on fire lately and he has that great speech last That's episode right. at the play yeah. and another one this... And another thing! Great with his monologues. <laughs> um, but I won't... I don't want to give the same MVPs, same LVPs, same grades. So I have a backup. Um, I'm going to give this one to Dan for just wow. being a good third wheel all episode long. We don't get enough uh, Dan MVPs in here. I was going to say, I feel like... all that great. Yeah, I feel like it's been a while since Dan's uh, gotten yeah, on the board Yeah, it has been a while... I, yeah, if anything, this is a good one where he earns one because, like you said, not a lot of people were like outstanding this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought about Blair also just because she was so funny and she's been also on like a funny hot streak. Her life has been in turmoil, but she's been great. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dan just keeping it even keel and just doing what he does best. All right, like I like where your uh, where your head's at there, Kevin. Who is your MVP of the episode? You know, I had this very firm idea in my head and I was like, well, of course, you know, it's going to have to be it's going to be a cold day in hell when I don't give this to Blair Waldorf. However, (laughs) I am going to uh, trust my instincts who made me laugh the most this episode, who delivered the most moments that um, I was uh, invested in and who was really who was really showing up. And to my own shock, my MVP is Mr. Chuck Bass. Wow! Uh, what a full circle moment. Nice. I, for for where's Waldorf for the fucking Polanski joke <laughs> yeah. alone, and yep, then of course yep. at the end when he the the, the triple uh, cinematographer Ron Fortunato and his and his three <laughs> big like pushback. You better believe I was I. Uh, there's a little fun game I play when I watch Gossip Girl where I, like I hope it says director of photography Ron Fortunato. I get a little excited every time he shows up. Can't tell you why i've become invested in his uh role on the show his beautiful new york cinematography <laughs> really capturing the city really capturing wow. the upper west side and uh and i gotta give it up it's mr chuck bass wow Very nice. what a shock twist twist ending much like the twist actual ending. episode of gossip girl yes um, <laughs> so now that we have our MVPs down there, let's get into some LVPs. And uh, tough call here. I wanted to give it to Rufus because he's an annoying little baby boy all episode. But uh, as I've been saying, Vanessa loses the episode and actively makes unforced errors in order to lose it. She lost her boyfriend. <laughs> she maybe lost her summer plans as well since Nate was probably funding them. And none of this would have happened if it was not directly because of her. She forces him to reconnect with his family even though he doesn't want to. Then she tells him to hang out with his family instead of with her. Then when he gets too close to his family, she tries to control him everything she did was just pushing nate further and further away from her and what she wanted and she could have easily just done nothing and had a great summer and a great boyfriend but she 
had to be her annoying little self, and now she's paying for it. Welcome back, annoying, annoying Vanessa, and welcome back to the LVP board. Nice. <laughs> welcome back, annoying. <laughs> welcome back, annoying. <laughs> um, sure. I, I'm with you, I, and I would uh, double down on you with, with that as well. But I'm gonna I'm gonna spread the wealth a little bit to our other least favorite and. Like you said, Rufus had a tough one. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to him so that two of our least favorites uh, get some. The mark so of a great Rufus, episode. <laughs> yeah, just just very whiny, and nothing you did here today made me like the episode better. Right. Okay. Makes sense to me. Uh, Kevin? Yeah. Who was your LVP? Uh, you know, uh, uh, Matt, for all the ris- reasons you listed about Vanessa, uh, the fact that she's the baseball player who keeps like slipping and falling on the ball, <laughs> you know, just like keeps stepping on it. But that is why I find her compelling. Again, she is a generator of conflict. Um, and I- as the world's, you know, number one supporter of Britta Perry from Community, I love oh someone who God. gets in their how, own how way. How dare you mention them in the same breath? How dare Gets in her own <laughs> way, who tries to meddle in people's lives and ends up making a, a mess of everything um i just i <laughs> they're shockingly similar archetypes um so i am i'm going to have to give this uh to mr rufus humphrey least valuable wow. player uh because nice. stop slut shaming your girlfriend my man <laughs> that's Seriously. it you're adult yeah, stop slut shaming your girlfriend uh Go back to your loft. I hope your fucking tower of vinyl (laughs) falls on you and kills you. (laughs) Wishing death on it. Wow, I told you no spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) We all know that's the demise of Rufus. Those are the remains? (laughs) And they pull it up and he's a flat pancake. He's like, he's he's, he's too deep. He's not even a waffle? (laughs) No, he's a flat pancake. Oh, wow. Insult to injury there. All right. So that's our segment, except, of course, for everyone's favorite, Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And we will be doing that classic scene where Serena and Chuck try to get information out of Dorota. Uh, Brendan, your two favorite characters to portray are both in the scene, and Serena and Ooh. Chuck. So which one do you want? Sure. Well, I'll let Kevin pick which one of those he wants then, and I'll choose the other. Oh, you're just giving me uh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You get to be Dorota. Um, that's a good question. Who do I feel like? You know, as I, I nominated him for most valuable player, so I'm going to back up the boy. I'm going to back up Chuck Bass. Do I it. will be Chuck Bass this week. All right. So, Brendan, uh, you will be starting the scene off. Does everyone have their scripts in front of them? Of course. All right. I do. An actor prepares. Mummy me mumu. Mummy me mumu. Many mumbling mice. Yeah, fascist <laughs> fashion fan fashion. I don't. I forget. I forget yes. what the fascist was. whatever it was. Fast, fast fashion. Fascist fashion. Fast fashion. Fast fascist fashion done right. Yeah. What do you mean she's not here? You mean she went to the party alone? Look, you have to tell us where she is. I'm sorry, but Miss Blair, very specific. No tell Miss Serena, no tell Mr. Chuck, but if Mr. Chuck come, tell him Mr. Carter more attentive to women's... Enough. I'm not going to play Where's Waldorf all night. How much is it going to cost? How much? You fucking bitch. How much? Are you fucking... Are you fucking getting me how much? Do you know who I fucking work for? Do you know... Mr. Chuck, do you know who the fuck I work for? Blair fucking Waldorf. Not Chuck Bass. Not Mr. Chuck. I don't work for you. I'm not gonna... You could give me all the money in your... I don't care that your dad just left you with $12 billion. I'm not telling you where the fuck... Fuck you, Chuck. Fuck you. Dorota, please. Can't you tell that I have no idea what you just said? (laughs) Can't you see that Blair has changed? 
Oh yeah, sorry, I did just speak in Polish for that for that whole <laughs> last line. That is my yes, bad. Of course. Uh, yes, it, it's like Miss, old Miss Blair, then new Miss Blair. Like it was old Miss Serena, now new Miss Serena. Very hard to keep track. Oh, wow. I love your approach to Dorota as like Joe Pesci and Goodfellas. <laughs> I think that's very yeah. Good. This motherfucker. I work for Miss Blair. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's good maybe we get joe joe pesci as a love interest for dorota potentially hello yeah a rival for wallace sean short yeah, kings exactly two short kings in one show two short kings oh boy so this show is sorely lacking short kings we need more <laughs> to get some fucking yeah shorties and it's tough to here. say that about a show that does feature wallace sean the shortest king of them all <laughs> the devito the aforementioned devito uh let's get some more short kings in here <laughs> And that, that wasn't that show that uh, Sebastian Stan was on? That was just Kings? That was just Kings. Oh, okay. So this is something different. Okay. It's been a spinoff of Short Kings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the webisodes that corresponded with Kings, and that was and called for, Short for Kings. Our, for all of our talented listeners out there, if anyone would like to uh, make a, a, a maybe a TV show poster for me called Short Kings with just Wallace Shawn, Danny DeVito, and Joe <laughs> Pesci all on the front cover there. <laughs> that would be pretty good. I would put that up. So those are our segments. Uh, we have nothing left but to do some plugs here uh, before we start plugging our shit. Uh, Kevin, thank you once again for coming on. I, I know you had uh, not watched Gossip Girl in 15 years, but when I mentioned at uh, the self-described uh, one of the parties, that the, the lavish Gossip Girl-esque parties that Sam throws for us, Absolutely. Uh, when I mentioned to it, uh, it to you at that party you seemed very excited and I was very excited to have you on so thank you again for making the trip to uh, the crematorium Lonely Boys Studios yes. do you have anything you would like to plug at this hour of course yeah when you mentioned Gossip Girl my eyes became an X and an O like they flipped over <laughs> they, they said that, so. um, no I'm thrilled to be here on the Lonely Boys again the beginning of my reign the TV's Kevin Lanigan era of Lonely Boys as it will be called <laughs> um, it's really like I'm going to be the, the PFT to this CBB uh, yes, it's going to be yes. great very nice. Uh, of course. Uh, so, yes, plugs from me. I am TV's Kevin Lanigan on all the stuff, Twitter and Instagram. Actually, that's it. That's the whole list. So not all the stuff. <laughs> um, TV's Kevin Lanigan, Twitter and Instagram. The aforementioned uh, Advanced Media Studies uh, is my my main podcast of the moment uh, where we, we started out as a show about the television show Community, uh, but we covered every episode of that. We finished it. Uh, and But the show must go on. So we are now reading The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy uh, series of books, which is very fun. We just started that. And uh, I also have a podcast where I talk about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, the great musical comedy television program. Uh, That show is called Crazy Ex-Pod Friends. We are still friends, but we used to have a podcast. Uh, We still do. But we used to too, <laughs> and well, yes. used to too. We used to as well. We also used to have a podcast. So those are those are the two main uh, places. But I got a lot of stuff on the horizon. So follow me and uh, keep fun. your keep your eyes out. Yeah. Now I, I will say a lot of things when people do rewatch podcasts. A lot of the big worry is: Are they going to end up finishing, or am I going to get halfway through the series and I'm going to want more? And they never bothered to finish the series. I think that is the biggest cardinal sin of a rewatch podcast. Something that hopefully we yeah. do not fall victim to at any. Everyone's point. Everyone's worried about us. Everyone is, but get a lot of DMs fear, about it. Fear not, because y- you have completed the. We did it. Every we were the first episode. one to do it. We did it. We did every episode. How about that? Very, very great, uh, great stuff there. And I'm very hesitant to listen to any community uh, 
content just because if people disagree with my opinions, I get very offended with something as <laughs> beloved to me as community. But if there is and anyone I trust to uh, tackle it, oh. it is, of course, Kevin and the Greendale 3 doing great Thank work you. there. Um, Brendan, what do you want to plug? Uh, the usuals, I guess. Uh, this show, of course, the Hoppy Boys, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, all our other stuff. That's on Patreon. We have the OC Rewatch podcast. I guess we're, now we're kind of officially calling it the Sandy Boys. I guess what people people, <laughs> people like the, that. people like the name. We got Sandy like at least like four people saying they like the name. So it's yeah, that's, that's, good. Say. That, that's more than enough. Uh, and then that, and then the Average Joel's, where we uh, are going through every album in Billy Joel's discography. So those two are both on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/TheHoppyBoysPod. Uh, check that stuff out and uh, just keep up with all of our shit. I guess. Well, all right. Um, I will, of course, try to convince you to watch the Save by the Bell reboot. Uh, Kevin, were you a Save by the Bell reboot guy, or did you not? Did you not watch it? Never caught on that train. Uh, um, I have not. I have. I yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I did not get a boarding pass for truly either version of Save by the Bell. I've not. I don't wow. think I've seen an an episode of either version because I never had uh, Nick at Night or whatever. Um, so yeah, sorry. Sorry, I got it canceled. Sorry, it was me. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yep, yeah, you and Brendan both. Uh, so everyone watched Saved by the Bell reboot. Also, I have now watched uh, the movie, uh, the relatively new movie on Hulu, Fire Island, starring Joel Kim Booster and Bowen Yang uh-huh. and Matt Rogers and a number of other very funny, very gay actors. It is a, the funniest movie that I've seen this year. Everyone should be watching it on Hulu. Uh, watch it All twice. Right. I've watched it one and a half times. Can't wait to get that second half of the second watch in so I can say that I've watched <laughs> it twice. Um, nice. It's yeah, very good stuff there. I will be playing in a uh, version of Survivor hosted by a friend of the pod, uh, Mel Got Served. And so everyone wish me luck in that. Uh, actually, by the time anyone is listening to this, I will have already played and lost. So it will read very sarcastically and I will probably get mad. But um, be that as it may, uh, very excited for that. Uh, besides all that, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at Ruppy Puppy. You can follow the Hoppy Boys podcast at the Hoppy Boys pod. And uh, that's it, I guess. The only thing else I have to say, dear listeners, is to come back next week where we will have, of course, another iconic guest. Uh, still need to figure out, uh, I, I, not that you care, still have to figure out scheduling for that. We'll discuss that <laughs> discuss that off pod, I guess. But uh, come back as we will break down season two, episode 20, Remains of the J. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Lonely boys. Lonely boys. Bye-bye. Lonely boy. Oh, my God. <laughs>